What's good, what's good, and welcome to the Reflections of a DJ, the Road Podcast, presented by DJ City. I'm one of your hosts, D-Miles. I got Jamie the Great with me. Yep. DJ Crooked. What's good? DJ Never. Yo, what up? Fellas, what's good? What's good, man? What's good, man? What's good? Nothing much. (laughs) What's this? Everyone pay homage. (laughs) Homage to who? What is this? (laughs) I don't know what this is. This is the Korean National Anthem. (laughs) (laughs) Hold up, man. I, I get it. I get it. I'm here for it. I, yo, I back you up. Pay homage, motherfucker. It's <laughs> a moment of silence? What the no, fuck? No. Legacy, legacy, legacy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we gotta gotta give them props, man. I mean, they cleaned up last night. I'm saying, why we, are we, we giving them thing. props? For what? Because <laughs> they won a award for best picture? <laughs> no, they, they cleaned up. They did pretty well. Have you, you, none of y'all have seen Parasite, huh? I've nah. been wanting to see it, but I haven't seen it yet. I, I don't really watch movies. It's a dope movie, man. It's a dope movie. I didn't think it would be. Uh, is it dope enough to win Best Picture? Uh, compared to the other nominees, you know what? I feel a little brainwashed sometimes because I feel like we're all conditioned to think certain types of movies are Oscar worthy. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So like, uh, there's a there's always like a war movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like which a is, war movie will win the Oscar. Which everybody thought 1917 will win Best Picture. But it's almost like uh, that's by Sam Mendes, yeah. who's an amazing director. Mm-hmm. And that, and by the way, 1917 was probably one of, it was definitely the best shot movie. The cinematography yeah. was insane. The, the, the DP was insane. But it was almost like, uh, what was it? I think it was last year or two years ago where even Christopher Nolan made a, uh, a war movie, which was his Dunkirk. Dunk, yeah. But I feel like when these these like uh, you know like respected like talented directors make the war movie, they mm-hmm. they kind of thinking like, yo, this is my Oscar shot. Yeah, yeah. you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. Yeah. So we all thought that I thought 1917 was gonna win. That was predicted to win. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everything. It got like it got nominated before it even came out or some shit like that. Yeah, I mean, it is a really good. <laughs> it's a good. It shot. It shot it's well. Really I saw the behind the scenes and everything. I would actually actually like. Tell y'all to see it in a theater. Like, I saw it. You have to see it in a I theater. Saw it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. an amazing. And it was it, and it was like one shot almost the entire movie. Yeah, right? it was a, it, it was shot like a one take. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it wasn't a one take. And in that real thing time. was crazy. Yeah, it was great though. Yeah. But back to what you were saying, I thought. Um, see, the thing is, it's like with I'm I'm just not conditioned to think a movie like uh, Parasite or a movie like Moonlight can win an Oscar. Mm-hmm. You feel like it has to be. The size of the movie has to be a lot bigger. Oh, does that make, make sense? I, I feel what you're saying, but I feel like with the Oscars, like every other year, they have to give a the award to a best picture to like a a movie like a I won't say not low budget, but it's like a, a movie that's not kind of off the grid, maybe. Exactly, yeah. Hmm. Well, like well, like last year, the Green Book won, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, everyone was saying that. My brother was even telling me, and I even kind of thought Roma should have won, mm-hmm. but that was kind of a foreign film as well. Yeah, yeah, that's Mexican. Yeah, Alfonso. So, so uh, do you think? Um, but but this Parasite won because Roma didn't get it last year, and they had to make up for it. Because no, I feel like the Oscars. I, I just don't do that. I, I think they're just starting to see that there's. It's kind of like almost like music. Like pop music has a formula, mm-hmm. and these big Hollywood movies have a formula. Yeah, and I think there's these up and coming movies coming out that aren't part of that formula, and then they, they need to get recognized. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Did Parasite yeah. have a huge and expectations or no? I mean, Parasite is, is so, like, the, the director, uh, Bong Joon-ho, mm-hmm. like, he's a Korean director, and he made that movie, like, it was very much focused on 
Korean, like what's going on in Korea right now, yeah. which is like a class wars. You know what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. like a social economic status. There's a difference between like the the poor and the rich. Yeah. But it's a staggering difference. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is that his focus was on Korea, mm-hmm. but this message, right? In that of that of the difference in classes and economic status is that resonated worldwide. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's almost places. like it, it resonated even almost more in America because mm-hmm. of what we're going through. Yeah. yeah, but he shot that movie with the intention of like the humor in it, the acting, like kind of everything. Everything about that movie is very much Korean. Mm-hmm. Like the humor is very much Korean. So I didn't really see it as a contender. Yeah, like I said, look, like in my head, I said. They, cause like remember back in the day when a movie was really dope, but it was like too edgy, or if it was too different, if it, or if it didn't fit the Hollywood cliche, yeah, yeah, it won best screenplay, like a Pulp Fiction, yeah, in, like that that Canada. one, yeah. you know, best screenplay, yeah, but yeah. they wouldn't give like the movie a best picture or best director, no, and I and it's one of those things if you give a someone a best director, the they gotta win best picture too, yeah. But last year, Alfonso Cuadron, who did uh, Roma, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he got best by director, but he didn't. But get Roma didn't picture. get best picture. Yeah, which doesn't make no sense. I mean, that's happened before, has it? I mean, like no, um, I don't think it's no. Only- when um, the year Ben Affleck was nominated for, I forgot that picture he did. Uh, it was a big the town. No, no, no. After that. Oh, oh, it was about the... Uh, the girlfriend? I, I no, no, no. It was about the, um, the the hijacking or something, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And he he was nominated for Best Director. He didn't win. But the movie won Best Picture. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. It seems like know. they're one in the same, though, right? Like, almost. But do you, know how, do you know how they campaign for these movies, right? You know who's, like, voting for this shit, right? It's like... It's all the it's people. Like, it's a lot of people in the movie and industry act, yeah, are, are academy, voting for it. Yeah. And I think people that well, people won. in the entertainment industry, but yeah. a majority of them are old white people. Just yeah. about yeah. So like, uh, so what these people do? So obviously, like a lot of these people haven't seen Parasite. Uh-huh. So the studios will send DVDs. Mm-hmm. They'll say, look, uh, they'll have a list of all the people who are you know part of the Oscar Academy, right? right. Yeah. Right. yeah. And they'll say, look, all of these people are like sixty plus. We gotta make all of these DVDs and send them to them. Yeah, yeah. So they can watch them. Some VHS. So they literally send them. They send them gift baskets with like all of the movies from the studios. That's why, like and around Oscar times, the best yes. time to get like the bootleg DVDs yep. because. <laughs> the, oh the, shit! I didn't know that. The, yeah. the companies press them out to give them as give them That's the copies. Fucking to amazing. The Academy. So like, no, I, so, yeah, because not everyone in the industry has been going out to movies. Right. Yeah. So they they literally send all of these packages. So I went to my brother's crib like uh, yesterday last night, mm-hmm. and his he had like a whole table full of like gift Netflix baskets. DVDs. Fox Studios DVDs. That's fucking dope. Did he have yeah. anything good? Oh, yeah, all of them. It was mostly TV. But it was for the Emmys, like yeah. whatever. Yeah. But because mm-hmm. um, uh, he works kind of with TV a little bit more than film. Yeah. But I imagine film would be even. I mean, the budget's probably even more. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like literally yeah. spending. Some of them spend like a ten, like ten million just on just on pushing on production. Ten yeah. to hundred million just to push Gift the baskets. Oscar just Academy. To get that, uh, yeah, yeah get win. that award. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like and and all of these the uh, a lot of these studios they pick and choose who is gonna be the next star, mm-hmm. and uh. a lot and a lot of them are are pushing for uh, Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, they yeah. they are pushing him to be the next dude. Mm-hmm. You know I love his speech. Yeah. He said he was gonna drink till tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's great. No, but he he's actually he's kind of like one of those dudes that's obsessed with 
like the class wars. Mm-hmm. He made a really dope movie called Snow, I actually, I Snowpiercer. Saw, I actually saw that Snowpiercer, yeah. which is dope. And it was like, like you said, it was, it was based on the um, economy of people that survived the Ice Age. And it was right. like, they was living on a train that was going around and it was separated by class. Like the lower class would live on one side and the upper class would live on the other side. And they was living lovely. Lavish, the, yeah. Lavishly while the lower class was, they was feeding them like human parts, right? Like, no, they, well, they were feeding. They were feeding them the insects. The, exactly. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yo, and, no, and the bodies. Like at one point, they were just like, "Fuck it." The dead people. They were just like, put put it into a process processor, and they was eating that. Jesus. Because they were so hungry for meat. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They were eating each other pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But Snowpiercer is like a dope movie. Yeah. But like, uh, what do you call it? And his common message, like, I think he was at a screener and they interviewed him, and he says, like, the world has one con- common enemy. I'm, and I'm paraphrasing. He said, the world has one common enemy. It's capitalism. Mm-hmm. So he's very much against, th- like, the rich getting richer and the poor just staying poor. Yeah. Or he, just getting yeah, poor. Yeah, yeah. He definitely wants to, like, capitalism is a problem in every country. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I, for me, I, I'm very shocked that they actually won, that he won Best Director and Best. So I have a question about Parasite. Is it like with subtitles or it is subtitles? Okay, you know what I'm saying. I know a lot. A lot of people, you know, a lot. There's a lot of ignorance in the world. A lot of people, you know, and but it's, you know, what? I want to talk about this word ignorance, yeah, or yeah. ignorant. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know why people take it as a negative shit. I think there needs to be a neg. The negative tone of being ignorant needs to get thrown away. Yeah, it needs to be taken out because I don't think there's a problem with motherfuckers admitting that they're ignorant. Yeah, I, you know, if we looked up. We were talking about it earlier. We looked up the definition. It's like the lack of information or yeah. knowledge. Yeah, I, I said uneducated. And then, like, I don't see that as a bad thing. Like, if someone came up to me and said, "Like, yo, is there, you know, like, what's, is, edu- what's the difference between North Korea and South Korea?" Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't fucking find it. And like, I wouldn't. Feel but a insulted. lot of people feel insulted by being yeah. quite ignorant. Well, because the word ignorant has been attached to like a negative. Kind of connotation of a exactly. person, yeah. Like it's a, it's become an adjective. Mm-hmm. Like you're an ignorant motherfucker, or you're ignorant, you're stupid. Exactly. Yeah. All those things kind of like are bundled into one thing, and it's not accurate. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like how, like we were talking about the female DJ and women DJ, right? Yeah. How there's kind of a negative connotation to like female, female. right? Yo, like she, yo, he a female or whatever. Like it's just there's a mm-hmm. negative weight to it. Yeah. yeah. And we just need to kind of like. I don't know. I just think I think people should be very open to being ignorant. I feel like when people hear or they call someone ignorant, it's like you're denouncing them a little bit. Like it's it's a little deeper than them just not having. And they're ready, ready to fight you. <laughs> it's like yo, don't listen to him. He's ignorant. He doesn't know what he's talking about. It's funny when I go to like Toronto and I go to other countries and I, I ask these motherfuckers all these questions. I mean, they I ask them a lot of questions. And they always call me like, you're such an ignorant American. Yeah. <laughs> and I just laugh at it because I'm like, yo, like, I, I want to know more about your country. I want to know more about yeah, just being yeah. your informed. culture, like what y'all do in Toronto, you know, like, you know, the, the blend of African, like West Indian, like all of these cultures, you know what I'm saying? Like, French, I want to know more about it. Yeah. For some reason, but, if a person from yeah. another country call, would call me ignorant, I probably wouldn't take as much offense to it. For some reason, I don't know. I just think everyone needs to admit to ignorance. I think everyone's you know ignorant saying? to so some extent. Yeah. But, but, yeah, but I bring that up because I, I bring that up because everyone's like, "How did it, uh, I think there was some negative comments about how did uh, a bunch of Koreans make a movie who can't even speak English?" <laughs> <laughs> and I that's actually, not even ign- that's stupidity. 
<laughs> <Stupid. laughs> <Stupid. laughs> but it's ignorant because it's like the the uh, a majority of America doesn't know about the foreign film industry or the international film industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that it's like I would say this like. The black communities don't realize that there is a there isn't as much of a struggle in America with Asians and and Latinos, you mm-hmm. know, or Hispanics, but there still is a struggle. Yeah, and there are, there are stories that haven't been told. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it's one of those things where like the world is is a big places, but it's not that big. It's kind of small. Yeah. But it's funny how like I think the ignorance there's just such an ignorance there, and everyone just needs to be open about it. But when mm-hmm. I see comments like that. I don't actually take an insult to it. I think it's funny because obviously it's such a like, you know, like a brash way of saying some shit, right? Yeah. But I actually want to converse with a motherfucker and like actually tell him like, yo, like, nah, like, yo, like, you know, this dude's been making dope American movies for a while. He went back to like Korea, Korea. to make like a, like a, you he know, like home. a dope Korean movie. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, uh, you know. It's but that's like, the lack of information. It's funny that nowadays we have the fucking biggest access to all information we have ever had in this fucking world but people still lack the information and still lack of education on certain things like i didn't know um he probably does have american movies that he directed but no one knows that shit because they just want to go off what you know they can see which well is even race. uh alfonso uh Cuaron, who yeah. did uh roma he did Children of Men. Have you seen that movie? No. It's an I've amazing yeah. it's an amazing fucking movie. Hey, for crooked to have say that, seen, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> have you guys seen Gravity? Yeah. I saw With Sandra Gravity. Bullock? That's yeah. another I, amazing fucking movie. He did that as well. I didn't like that. You didn't like that? <laughs> no, I didn't. I thought that it was, was like, like, stuck got, in space. I got a little anxiety <laughs> off of it, but it was good. It was good. But I'm anxiety. saying like these dudes, like, you know, these directors, you know, the the range of, of subject matter that they want to touch on. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. vast, and like everyone has to be open to it. It can't just be one thing. You know, like Asians. To me, ignorance is Asians only doing shit that age like that interest is that is in the interest of Asians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Hispanics or Latin. Yep. Same thing with blacks. Like mm-hmm. it's got to open the spectrum. Otherwise, you're never gonna learn anything. Like yeah. except what's in your circle. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's really how cultures and races grow when they open up. You know their doors to yeah. like other cultures and other races and learn from them, man. Yeah, I agree. And then and, and black and the, people have so much to learn from Asians, yeah. from Koreans. No, I think it's very similar mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Koreans have so much to learn from, like I mean, from, from poverty blacks. to yeah. capitalism <laughs> and from Mexicans. <laughs> There's not much to learn from Mexicans, you know. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> Make a good taco. <laughs> nah, I'm just yeah. You know, I love but it's that. it's one of those things that I, I talk to motherfuckers too, and everyone everyone on the West Coast. Thinks every Latin or Hispanic person it's is Mexican. Mexican. Yep. Yeah. That level of ignorance. That is shit crazy. is crazy because yeah. there's on people from Honduras, Guatemala, Nicaragua, Salvador, Panama. But I feel I feel like shit. in New York, there was a time when we thought everyone was, was Puerto, Puerto Rican. Rican. Yeah, exactly. But it, that that definitely changed in like the 2000s. Mm-hmm. You didn't go up to every shorty, or you didn't go up to every person and dude and be like, "Yo, you Puerto Rican." Like you'd be like, "What's your?" We, I remember it was like the beginning of like, "What's your ethnicity?" Yeah. What's your nationality? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We started asking motherfuckers. It was when AOL yeah. was popping when you're in the group chat yeah. and the snap and the shit. Was gonna say, well, me, I had ignorance for Mexicans because when I found out there was Mexicans in New York, I was like, how the fuck did we get up there? Because there was never like there's a of certain that. there's a certain um, there's a certain like type of Mexican in in New York though. Yeah, they're all from like La Puebla. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which is like more of the mountains, right? More like the small, like small towns. Yeah, yeah. like the countryside. 
and they're kind of like shorter. Shorter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, but I, I, yo, like my boyfriend's my boyfriend's girlfriend. She's Mexican. Right? Wait, your, your boyfriend's, boyfriend's your boy's girlfriend. <laughs> my brother's girlfriend. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, could you, is something you're trying to tell us quick? <laughs> <laughs> this ignorance talk got you going, my man. Can we edit that? No. <laughs> <laughs> my brother, <laughs> your brother's girl. Everybody just looked at each other when he said that. It's like what? <laughs> I watched that never. <laughs> my man lover. No. Yeah, go ahead. My brother's. Girlfriend is Mexican, uh-huh. and she. Yeah, was, you said that shit twice. She, too. But she know, talks right? about uh, a discrimination with actors. Mm-hmm. How oh, she's all, Mexican. She's Mexican okay. from Mexico City. Look she, at us. But she speaks. I know that's we some came crazy together, shit. We came Koreans, together. You know what I'm saying <laughs> we came together. I know, man. Mexican to Koreans. <laughs> you know, kimchi burritos. I, I actually want to. Yeah, I want to see the kids. <laughs> but uh, yeah, now she even talks about discrim- uh, discrimination in Mexico. Yeah, how they only want light skinned Mexicans. In yep. front of the camera, mm-hmm. and who, if you're a dark skinned Mexican or darker skinned Mexican, you're usually like the help mm-hmm. in in TV shows and movies. Yeah, you ever watch it. Telemundo? Yeah, you yeah. see. I it, don't watch Telemundo, oh. but yeah, I don't know what you're doing watching Telemundo. Yeah, come I try on, to man. pick up on my Spanish. He just not. He liked the um, the females and <laughs> the, the Weather Channel. Yeah, the uh, Weather Channel and girls and, and, and the Telemundo. The Weather Girls and the Weather Girls and the soaps. Yannick Garcia's. I used to have a. I used to jack off watching the soaps when I was a little kid. I don't understand what they were saying when them girls look bad. Right? <laughs> 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 oh, that was funny. Yeah, no, I respect it. Yo, we getting too deep. No, right? Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. Even if you catch if you catch Telemundo, it's majority <laughs> light lighter. Why are you watching skin. Telemundo though? You was a pickup. I was on trying Spanish. to pick up on Spanish. No, you was not. Yeah. You should, by the way, you yeah, can you, call me and I can teach you. You know who I fell in love with on Telemundo oh, before shit. she blew up? Oh, looks like there's a uh, cold wave coming. <laughs> The chick from um, Modern Family, Sophia, Sophia uh, Vergara. Yeah, she used to host some show. On Sp- I don't even yeah. know what she was saying. This is like in the nineties, by the way. Yeah, but it was like Benny Hill, right? <laughs> no, it was like a beach. It was like some type of um, MTV beach yeah. show. Oh, okay. and she was like the host. And yeah. She was like on the beach with her bikini. And I was like, oh, she wow. was bad. But yeah. she was bad. she was one of the first like Pamela Lee Anderson type. Yeah, she was. She beautiful, was beautiful, like bombshell. She Latin was a bombshell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because before that was Salma Hayek, and she was kind of like the, no. The, before that it was on um, Daisy Puentes. Oh, from MTV? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's bringing out everybody. <laughs> I remember that. No, no. Who was before her? Oh. Maria Conchita Alonso. Yes. <laughs> from Colors. Remember her? From, her, from she, Colors? She was in the Schwarzenegger oh. movie also. Oh, yeah. she was bad in the, Colors, yeah. The Running Man. The Running Man. Ooh, I don't man. Maria Conchita Alonso. She was bad, yeah. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. Shout out to other Mexicans. <laughs> We're just naming Literally. all the bombshells. <laughs> <laughs> all the bombshells. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, India Maria. Yeah. Anybody's going to know that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, Sonia Braha, <laughs> but there was def- def- there was definitely like a negative, like uh, like like the black community was upset about the Oscars this year. But what movie? What was a good um, African American picture that could have been nominated? The, off the top of my head, the only two I can I can I can name off the top of my head would be Us, uh-huh. right? Jordan Peele, uh huh, and maybe Harriet, maybe Harriet, and there's um, I didn't see Harriet though. I didn't see it. Did either. anyone? So see Harriet? what's that Bonnie and Clyde one? I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Queenie and Slim. Queen, yeah. Queen and Slim. I believe. Queen and Slim. It wasn't Queenie. No, it was Queen, Queen and, Slim. and Slim. What about Shaft? Hey, oh, come <laughs> on, man. Pause. <laughs> that was horrible. Yeah, he was out. The movie was out. It's a black movie. Wait, 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 wait. Yo, wait. Shaft was out. Did anyone Paused. see Queenie and Slim? 
I didn't see it. I, I keep saying it. Queenie. I, I think Queen it's Queen. Slim. Queen I didn't and see, Slim. I didn't see Harriet, but a buddy of mine, real close friend of mine, saw it. And he has three uh, young daughters. And he wanted to take them to go see Harriet just to kind of like give them perspective on black history. Mm-hmm. And he regretted it. He said he regretted it. Why? He said it was bad. <laughs> why, why was it so bad? He just said it just was a bad representation. It was just too like animated and like a, almost like an action film. Yeah, and he was like, "Where's the historical relevance?" So it wasn't like a, a biography. It was like <laughs> was more of a. It was like Harry was going around beating up people or something. <laughs> <laughs> so she she was like the Sarah Connor from Terminator. <laughs> she was just killing all the white zombies. That's what I'm saying. He was like, "Yo, like you he saw was the you saw the couple, you saw the poster for that, right?" Yeah, yeah. yeah she, she had like she had the um, the hat with the um, bandana up underneath the but hat. But the bandana looked like a do rag. She, yeah, like, she, she was yeah, like Tupac. Yeah. Uh-huh. Harriet was Tupac. <laughs> she had Tupac vibes, oh, yo. She had a lot. And she had like a shotgun. She had a lot of swag. That's all I know. Like, I don't damn. Know like a part shot. of me still wants to see it though, just to see it for myself. But when he told me that, I was like, damn. It was a pre of shaft. I want to check it out now. Man. <laughs> Did they have wife beaters at that time? I swore I saw a wife beater. They definitely had wife She had tunnel life in her stomach instead of plug life. Tunnel life. Tunnel life down. That's, that's offensive, up. man. That's fucked up. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's life. Yeah, that's crazy. No one saw that shit? No. Nah. I didn't even know it was out. Wait, I'm talking to the brothers now. You guys aren't watching black cinema? I saw us. I definitely saw us. <laughs> dog, they, they watch Power, dog. That's what they watch. That's how they support the black. Power's over <laughs> so, now. I mean, I'm, a, I'm a season behind on Power, so yeah, I'm probably not the one to ask. But. Damn. So you watching Telemundo, but you ain't watching no black cinema? <laughs> no. What the fuck is wrong with you? Shout out to D. I saw us, though. You saw us. Yeah. What other black cinema came out this 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 year? Uh, Does anyone have a list? Um. Yeah, I do actually. Is it Just Mercy? I mean, us. Do you think us should have been nominated for Oscar? I don't think so. I think um, Lupita should have been nominated for Best Actress. No, 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 no. I don't yeah. think so. Sure. No. You I mean, the fact that she played both characters was pretty amazing. She was no. Was, it was a. F- I, so? I thought it was a very. Uh, um. I don't. I think it, her. I would say her performance was, I understand what she was doing, but it was there were like holes in her performance. So you don't think it was Oscar worthy? Nah, because I saw there was in the be, some of the beginning scenes. I was like, wow, that's that that was really awkward acting right there. What about Just Mercy with Jimmy? I mean, sorry, Jamie Fox and uh, Michael B. Jordan. I didn't see jo- Just Mercy, but about, I heard it was amazing. Uh, Dolomite is my name. Eddie Murphy. Yeah, but y'all wild and think he's gonna win. Everybody was best actor for everybody, that. He was gonna win, but everybody was like, he should have been nominated for best actor. Yo, motherfuckers was on some shit. <laughs> Did you see it? That motherfucker. Yeah, he played yeah, Eddie Murphy. He was Eddie Murphy. But he was Dolomite. That's how no, Dolomite no, he, acted. He was Eddie. Uh, Murphy. I think also that movie uh, Little. He Will didn't it. even do Dolomite's voice. Dolomite <laughs> has a voice like you know, had a, like a deep voice. I think. He and then like you on Bible. He, he didn't do that voice, man. No, he was no, like, he, hey, what up? It's like, but who the But he had like he the was doing Doctor Doolittle. He, yeah, he, like, he sounded like the Black Barber in Coming to America. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> must be out your goddamn mind. Yeah. We gonna put a camera over here and we gonna do it like this. Like, like I was like, what is this? This ain't Dolomite's voice. <laughs> that boy good. That boy you must be crazy. You must be out your goddamn. That boy can sing. I thought it was a wastebasket. <laughs> <laughs> donations, donations. Did we shoot this movie already? Sexual <laughs> <laughs> <Such a> chocolate. <laughs> that motherfucker uh, got all of his voices mixed up. He had like a, <laughs> his brain got. But everybody praised that performance though. 
Uh, what about Little Wild and Who praised? That's why I want to know who praised. Every that critic that reviewed that movie was like, "Yo, he did a a great job." I think he did a he did a good job. I don't think it was Oscar. I don't think. Worthy. I mean, I don't think he he played Eddie Murphy. Do you think it was Eddie a, Murphy haven't been Eddie Murphy in a number of years? Yeah, that's not you good enough. Just, <laughs> you can't tell that to the to the to the academy. You think it was just the black community really wanting him? No, to be, he was all around. All the critics was praising. I his don't know performance. who these critics are. If you know. go online, you can be like, yo, they're like, yo, he should have been nominated for an for an Oscar. But what other yeah, movie? Rotten Tomatoes. I didn't see Queen and Slim, but Rotten Tomatoes loved gave actually uh, Dolomite ninety seven percent. That's crazy. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. I mean, what I guess about, there wasn't too many. What about Little with uh, Issa Rae and Regina Hall? Come on, man. Right, come on, that's that. a kids movie. What man. other movies? Let me name, name these movies that should have been in the Academy and been yeah, nominated. The Last Black Man in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I think that was that was actually maybe a, a really good movie. It was, I heard it was really good. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, no, nah, there was really no. Let me see your good. list. You don't want to. You don't want to read this list. I, no, I, I was gonna make fun of. <laughs> I was gonna joke around the last couple of movies I put down. Um, I got the hookup part two. <laughs> Wait, with, with Master P? Yeah. He made a part two? Yeah, it came out last year. Who's in that? The whole the Ma- the same cast from no, the, no the first movie. <laughs> Probably his son, right? His son Soaker Shocker? Little yeah, Romeo his son. Little Romeo was in it. Little yeah. Romeo? Wow. Now, yeah, Soaker Shocker was in it. Soaker Shocker. The other one was in jail. Okay, next. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shaft. Shaft. Jamie mentioned Shaft, which yeah. is hard. With Samuel Jackson? That was yeah. the first movie that came to mind in his head. <laughs> That's it, right? That's about it, man. Black and blue. Come on. Man. Black and blue with Tyrese. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, when was the last time y'all was murdered? Like there was it was just a great year for movies. Hustle and Flow? Was that 2017? Uh, for what? Where it was like what, just what, like what, every there was what, Moonlight? Of, yeah, it was Moonlight, but there was like Black Panther came out, right? Was that the same year? Then no. Dizzo? Dizzo had a movie out, right? Uh, the Fences. Oh no, Fences, yeah. Fences. Oh, that was yeah. 2017, actually. That was like the that was Black Panther was 2018. Yeah. So yeah, 2017. 27, yeah. 2017 but was the year. Moonlight when yeah. That's where Lupi, yeah. Lupita yeah, yeah, Nyong'o won. Yeah. Fences, um, whatever movie. But I think the Academy is understand. Like, yo, remember? I, I always remember this because I thought it was, I thought it was the biggest injustice at the time of with what? the Oscars. Was the year when Malcolm X wasn't nominated for Best Picture. So that mm-hmm. had to be, you know, what, 92? Um, huh? Yeah. Was that 92? Yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. it was like, yo... Malcolm X was probably Spike Lee's best movie, I think. Hands down. And Unforgiven won. Clint mm-hmm. Eastwood won Best Director. Mm-hmm. Malcolm X wasn't even nominated for Best uh, Picture. Best Picture. Oh, yeah, 20. 20. De- Denzel didn't even win. 19. Yeah. <laughs> 1992. Denzel didn't even win oh, Best Actor. It was Al Pacino's Scent of a Woman. But Wait. there were there were great movies that year. There was Crying yeah. Game, a, a Few Good Men. But they gave it to Al Pacino because... It was his time to get one. That's how it works in Hollywood, I feel like. When it's a certain exactly. time for actor to, to get that award, they give it to him. But yep. for some reason but at that time, it was it was it was crazy for a movie like Malcolm X mm-hmm. to be even to be even considered for a best picture. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they weren't even ready. Yeah. For, think, you know what I'm saying? But but for, <clears throat> when Moonlight won to me, that was them realizing like, yo, Cause you, when I think of the, when I think of Hollywood movies and, and the Oscars and the Academy, I feel like there, there's like you know, there has to be this grandiose budget. There has to be like, you know what I mean? Like it, it has to be a subject matter that's relatable and a, or somewhat like you know, like I feel like the Green Book was like another version of 
driving Miss Daisy. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, oh, like that. That makes sense. We've we've given an award for this, mm-hmm. so we'll give another well, award for this. You but know it's what just I mean? it's I just like with um, Denzel Washington. Like you said, he should have won Best Actor for Malcolm X. Of course. But then he won for um, instead he won for Training Day. Yeah. Which was like everybody was like, yo, how? Can but they he win? gave him Training Day and to that, make up for Malcolm X, and that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Just like Al Pacino got that award because it was his time to get one. When Pacino should have gotten it for various movies that he did with The Godfather. Just and even um, just like Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio, he won for that movie. Oh, uh, the, the Revenant. Revenant. Yeah, yeah. He should have won before for other performances. He I did. don't know. I feel like Revenant was maybe his top shit. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I thought he did better on Wolf of Wall Street, but not just me. Revenant was dope, but even the movie with Will Smith didn't even get a nomination. And I thought, what Bad Boys? No, joking with you. What movie? Concussion. That was horrible. Nah, I did see that. No. Yeah, man, that oh, wasn't. Man. I wasn't Oscar worthy, man. Yeah, you know, but going back to Malcolm X, I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah, even he's know. like, all right, fuck it, going back. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I don't know if if the t- like the world was ready for that at that time too. Like, actually, just the I think they was ready, but it's just it he wasn't. Just had, it wasn't ready to I feel win. Like that he Oscar. just had like the whole like like racism was at all time high with like the riots and a bunch of shit going on. But nah, that was yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I just think the circumstances of the world kind of dictated. That film a little bit, a little bit, and okay. it was so. I think it was so anti-white. Yeah, it was at that time mm-hmm. for the Academy yeah. to, and the fact that Malcolm Little was dating a white a white woman, and it was just. I a don't think that was the big. deal. I don't I even think, think that was. I think it was. It was <laughs> that anti-white. was kind of different to see at that Damn. time, though, because he uh, Spike Lee put in the beginning of the credits of Malcolm X, he put the scene where Rodney King was getting beaten by police. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. I think it was just a really controversial film, and at that time, Hollywood was not ready to, you know, praise a movie like and that. Especially you know? at the time, Spike Lee was still like, the critics was still wasn't a big Spike Lee fan. Like he should have been nominated for um, Do the Right Thing. Yeah. No, I feel like they were really, really, they were and he got really overlooked for Do the Right Thing. They were really loving him. I feel like, but they were they they thought of him as the the dude, and I feel like right after Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. He had a very um, tough time. He had a very bitter outlook on his movie career, mm-hmm. and I feel like it changed him. I feel like if he won that, if he won Best Director in Malcolm X, we would have seen a completely different Spike Lee. Yeah, like it, the, his movie catalog would be completely different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Like if I could so go back saying, in time, so like, you were saying like he wouldn't have done movies like Girl Sits or. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he would have had. I feel like he probably had a very. I feel like Black Klansman would have came a lot sooner, like movies like that. If he probably would have won Malcolm X, he. I think he would have been approved for larger budgets. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of a lot of things would have changed. I don't know if the subject matter of the movies would have changed, but I think he would have had larger budgets. And just you got to understand, like a movie like Malcolm X at that time, he had to borrow money from who to, to finish it? Uh, Oprah. Oprah, 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 Magic Johnson, was it Bill Johnson? Cosby, Michael Jordan, Bill, Bill Cosby, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to like he, he didn't no have the budget. budget to do yeah. that shit, mm-hmm. yo. I think Prince, yeah, a very different time, man. But yeah. I always thought that that was a turning, like that was one of the. I mean, to me, I, I'm sure the Oscars and the Academy have done a lot of fucked up shit, but. To me, I, that re- that resonates more with me, and I mm-hmm. think they were they've been trying to pay pay it forward ever since. They do then. that, like I said, yeah. every other year. Like like I said, I bet you next year you will see a lot of females nominated for best director, which they no, nobody was nominated this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna be like a lot more African Americans nominated for acting category. Yeah, than this year. 
And well, then, like, once that happens, then they go back to how they do things. Well, it's like, what, they, they limit the nominations to, what, five, four candidates? Four to five candidates? It's always been that five um I think they could, I, I feel like they could just open up the candidates a little bit. Well, more. they did that with the best picture. They just, just do it with back in the days. Else. It used to be just like five pitches. Because it's a, it's a different world now. Like the inclusion, everyone what, needs the inclusion. But that's way yeah. too many, man. Eight for best director. I mean, for yeah. Well, how many how many movie nominations was there? Six or eight? Ten. Ten. Yeah. I, eight's a good number. You know, like six to eight. Like open the directors, mm-hmm. best actors. Like just open it up so there's more. It's just. More I mean, of for the pictures, you know? I definitely see that for actors and actresses. Nah, I think five is enough, man. I don't know the, the director and I think movie. I think all of that, all of the big, all of the big uh, nominations. Mm-hmm. I think they should open it up <clears throat> because it changes motherfuckers' careers, and it's like it doesn't hurt to acknowledge like to be nominated yeah just to make it a little bit diverse and be like yo you even like you know that dude or that woman did like an amazing performance she needs to be in that list not only that it gives you it gives you some motivation and your title changes it's no longer oh it's the dude that did that one film it's uh you know uh, grammy or oscar nominated you know whoever yeah but anyway, it was well, Korea. Before, before we change Korea's the subject, it was uh, congrats to uh, Joaquin Phoenix for winning Best Actor in Joker. Yeah. I'm yet to watch Which We saw that. Um, you didn't see it with us? No, no, no. That no. was y'all. We didn't like the movie, but we thought his performance was... Well, I thought his performance was like... Me too. I, definitely I, like, I like the movie. Weird. I just didn't... I didn't think every... like every, They were just gassing. They were geeing that shit up like crazy. That movie. Wait, in, in what way? You didn't... I don't want to go through it. I, we already no. talked about it, didn't we? we? Did? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to go through it, but I mean, I just think. Just it watch was, our episode eighty-seven. For this. <laughs> do you think? Wait. So, do you think they? Because I thought the Janelle Monae opening act was a little weird. I thought it was. Yeah, it was like we, we don't really have any black presence here, so we're gonna no force black presence, this. no females. Um, they was getting like a lot of backlash for not having any female <laughs> directors. So, yeah. and it was like I feel like they covered the blacks. They covered the females. And it had Billy Porter in the midst. So they covered the um the LGBTQT. Is that how you say it? <laughs> LGBTQ. However yeah. you want to say it is good. Yeah. <laughs> so that. So they're like, oh yeah, they got the way you covered. said it made it sound like a good sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get that I don't want to be so like L G I'm tempted, but it sounded like he was reading off the menu like, can I get the L G Let me get a spicy fries and the L G B L T with a Coke on the side. Let me get the Coke on the side. Get the bottle drink. Yeah, you, it was a little forced, right? Yeah, definitely. I like the Billie Eilish uh, performance. That was pretty cool. I didn't, the Eminem was kind of weird. Yo, I, you know what? I got a funny story about the Eminem. At the time, like I was watching the Oscars. Yeah. I had just smoked a little bit of weed. Let's do I that. I interview lots. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there. I'm looking at it. And then they're going through like, the clips of like all the old um, from the music from back in the day, okay. from back, uh, former winners. And then out of nowhere, Eminem comes up. And I'm thinking, yo, is, am I still watching the Oscars? <laughs> It was MTV did, did, I, did I jump to nine to two thousand and what was it two thousand? Two thousand. That's some good like, weed. Is he really performing this shit? <laughs> really? Why is he performing "Lose Yourself" in two thousand twenty? And that song came out two thousand two. Yeah. Why? Seventeen why was years that? later. Was it just to commemorate him winning for Eight Mile? But why him of all people? Well, he didn't show up to pick up that that uh, that Oscar. Well, here's the, here's the thing. Were there any male performances for for music? On the Oscars, there weren't. It was all women. Hmm. I just think they needed something. So they picked Eminem to do yeah, lose yourself. Like, fuck <laughs> it, like you know. And then what's crazy? He got a standing ovation after that. It was Eminem though, man. So <laughs> <laughs> he got to give it up. 
I just uh, I didn't realize he had like a ill ass gut. Like he was. Oh he's yeah. Like a, he was ramen with the gut. Yo. No yeah, he's not here. <laughs> he, <laughs> heard, <laughs> he heard bad bonds are in, so that's what he did. Does he still look nuts? He's just moving slow, like. It's all the heavy. Like he just ate a big sandwich. He had a big meal before he performed. <laughs> he, he probably he probably ate mom spaghetti. Or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and his jeans were falling off his ass. And it made his his gut look bigger. At least he was just sitting on the belt line. Yeah. At least it wasn't. He wasn't wearing a do rag and a headband at the same time. So in a velour sweatsuit. Yeah. But I kept bugging. I was like, damn, am I actually watching Eminem perform at the? It didn't bother me. I was just like, whatever. That's the first time I see Eminem without Air Maxes. He still had a weird beard. Yeah. Yeah. His his beard is weird. Shout out to Beijing. Yeah, his Beijing. He colored his shit, man. Yeah, that shit is popping. Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish was cool. That was like the worst. Oh what did she God. sing I yesterday? Even, uh, yeah. I didn't the, see the, that. Yeah. Yesterday. It was good. Oh, man. I'm biased because like she's from the neighborhood from over from mine. So that's what is this like new generation of whisper singers, yo? I don't know. Now, the I kids love it. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't mad at it, but I just thought it was like whatever. Yeah, the kids love it, man. A lot of motherfuckers just growing up singing in their bedroom with like well, bedroom studios, so they the, can't. They don't know how. They have no vocal projection. Yeah, yeah. I it mean, that could be a problem because she did record that album in her bedroom. Yeah, she did. Yeah. So yeah, that's why all her songs are whispers. Yeah. It could be that she's very young and doesn't have confidence. She's in She's eighteen. Either, yeah. Oh yeah. She's 16. She's 18. She's 18. She just she turned just 18. 18. This year. Yeah. yeah. Her right. brother that produces the majority of her stuff is 22. Okay. So I'll tell you, tell you. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> uh, moving forward, how was y'all week? Was everything good? It was solid. Jamie, how was your week? Uh, last week was pretty good. I was in LA and I, uh, I linked up with our boy Jerome Baker the third. Shout out to Jerome. DC oh. Connect. DC, yeah. He, uh, he was doing a, a party called For the Love and it, it was like... Um, it was mad cool. It started off, I got there way too early. <laughs> I got there at 10, and I oh, forgot. Shit. And I was just like, man. He has such, he has such a great selection of music. Oh, man, it was great. Yeah. Dude, he was playing some uh, uh, Tronada shit that I've never heard of, like, heard before. And I was like, man, like, I was writing some of this shit down. I was like, yo, can you send me some of this? He's like, yeah, no doubt. What were you doing, like, eating a meatball sandwich at the end of the bar? <laughs> nah, I was just chilling. <laughs> I kept shazamming, like, I was, oh, what is this? No, nah, there was... <laughs> <laughs> nah, I was just chilling. Oh, I was drinking a. a <laughs> 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 the tacos are outside, right outside Los Globos. Mm, I love this song. Oh, so yeah. we're, we're chilling. <laughs> no, I was drinking a Stella. We're we're hanging out. Yeah, he was, he just got in and then he he bounced out the next morning. But it was cool. That was dope. It was it cool. was a good time. What are you talking? You were talking to me earlier about uh, you seeing a lot of dudes with uh with their nails getting. Oh done? yeah, I was hanging out with my homegirl when I was in LA as well, and. One of her her homies, he was a dude. He had his nails painted, and then he stopped by. Said what's up, and then he bounced. What color were they painted? Uh, like li- like that lime green. Yeah, yeah. Like the color of that, okay. of a of a <laughs> of a splitter. Right. And then um, I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. Like I, I I you know I'm not one to judge or nothing like that. But then she goes, yo, why don't you color your nails? I said, huh huh. She's like, <laughs> she's like, yo, girls dig it. Like, girls love dudes with the with the with their what girls? That's what I fucking asked. I said, what girls is this? I, I, that's typically. A, I mean, that's nothing new. And then they, they, you so used to get a, you used to get your nails done, right? Never got it. But I've been. I was like, I had. I was told like, hey, you should get your nails done. I like, get my nails done. I mean, well, you get like, no, you mean like painted? Yeah, no, painted. Yeah, yeah. no, I do a clear coat. 
Yeah, it's clear coat it. is whatever. Yeah. But I would do a wait, clear wait, coat. Do you go, do you do a uh, gloss? No, it's a clear. No, coat. No, clear coat. It's cl- clear what polish. is that? I've done that like clear, clear polish. It's kind of yeah. like a yeah. yeah. It's clear. It's healthy for your nails, but like a buff, like a light buff. I've done that before too. Yeah, I feel like motherfuckers with really dirty soles get get their nails done. Like colored, like some like like motherfuckers with a really dirty soul, like no get get manicures and pedicures. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> it was bright, <laughs> bright they, green. They don't know how to cleanse their soul, so they want to stay as clean as possible outside. So nah, they want to get their no nails sense, done, man. But yeah. it's not it's not called like a manicure anymore. It's not like paint and nails. It's it's they're, they're calling it uh oh getting art on your nails, like art on your nails. I mean, yeah, Asap that's, that's a reach. Does that's that shit right? Oh, I don't know. He, I see his he nails. Does. Yeah. yeah. Would you guys get your nails pictures. painted? Nah. Not any, not any color. No. I wouldn't do that. I don't trust a motherfucker who gets his nails done like <laughs> every week. But I think oh, in, of course. Yeah. I'm in gonna, like the rock and roll world, that's kind of normal too, right? For yeah. like, How often yeah. do you get your nails done, D? Once every couple months. I usually do it on my own. My nails and my feet. But if I feel like Wait, this you do it on your own? No, no, no. no, like, no when no, do you get I, a manicure pedicure? Like once every couple months. Like, I don't go weekly. Like, if I just feel like I want to go. Your nails can't even grow out that fast. No, but I'm saying in between there, I do it, I do it myself. Okay. Like, I'll just, just, like, trim you main, my nails. You maintain them. Do you file the shit? Yeah. And you, and file then, them evenly. And do, but do you put the clear coat on them? No, no, I don't do that. I, like, I do that at the nail salon. Okay. Yeah. But everything else, I can just do it at the crib. Okay. But I like, I like going, sitting in the little vibrating chair. Pause. Put hey. my feet, my feet in the water. No, I, I, I get a, um, you know I get a pedicure once a month. Yeah, you that's go, not bad. You go there, you wear, you wear, you wear some yeah. shorts. They, they lotion they your whole yeah, leg up. Much, they, you know what I mean? You can, like a, you can do an exfoliating like scrub. They, get, they got the chair that does the yeah. massage. In the I feel yeah. like a motherfucker with a crippled soul does that. A they, lot, they man. serve. They can serve you. Some <laughs> we'll places they serve Some places serve champagine. Okay, I go to the regular spot. I don't go to the high end shit. You can do like the get a little mimosa. Yeah, do the exfoliating scrub. Some good, cheesy crack cookie. You never done this shit, Hawaii. <laughs> you look sad, huh? You look like you never done this shit before. I don't know. They, these motherfuckers cheesy. sound like they're describing like a fucking baby shower, a bachelorette party. <laughs> well, what's real ill is you do go to the spot where you got the little fish that eat the bacteria off your feet. Oh man, man I never tried that. That's man. cool. Yeah, I like oh, that. Oh man, I ain't yo, D, you that, really man. love yourself. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like you really love yourself. <laughs> but you don't know. Yo, it's relaxing. Where that fish is at? Or who could have been? Where that fish is at? Where that fish at? Who been? <laughs> that hungry. fish, fish could have been like biting on somebody else's feet before they got to your feet. They eat the um the, the dead skin or yeah. whatever. So after they eat the dead skin, they keep the fish in the um. Yeah, the it just keeps eating dead skin from different people's oh, feet. Oh man, yeah. that's like spreading like diseases. That's right? like the coronavirus. That's sure. like Corona shit could start <laughs> from the fish. <laughs> Why is everyone looking at me when you guys say Corona? <laughs> Because uh, you're Asian? Because nah. we're ignorant? Are <laughs> we ignorant? Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anything else happening? D, you have like a, f- you looks like a lot of shit. You went through uh, a lot of shit. You was in Austin, you was in San Antonio. Yeah, those were both dope. Um, yeah. San Antonio was really cool. Two completely different vibes of the cities though. Like San Antonio was very young. Um, the club there, you actually you can be 18. Mm-hmm. And then you just have to have a wristband and drink. Uh, all new hip hop, anything over a year old was just a wash. I don't want to hear it, so Damn. I just I had to stay on my toes for two hours playing nothing but new hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys feeling like the rooms are becoming a little bit more open formatty? Like I think a so. little bit, like you're playing a little bit more genres because recently in in Vegas it's been a heavy hip hop, mm-hmm. like a hip hop oriented yeah. crowd. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think you can so. play that cheesy stuff. All that stuff that I love. Like a lot of the two thousands is coming back, right? Yeah. Yeah, mid two thousand shit is like like gone. even Khalees Milkshake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When like, I played on Wednesday at on the record, Jamie was like, Yo, hit him with that uh 
holla back girl and i was like damn that's a good idea i should yeah. and i played holla, it and it worked that shit went off <laughs> yeah dude yeah, i love Queen that Stavani. all that 2000s shit has been like going the <laughs> yeah. fuck off that was me being very selfish i played let's i played jagged edge let's get married oh also. yeah you played that too that was yeah. a good that was a good uh and good it, choice. Just, it worked yeah, you're playing a bunch of cool mid two thousand shit. Yeah. A bunch of that old Timberland, uh Justin Justin Timberlake shit you were playing. It was fun. It was a good yeah. night actually. Yeah. And so you was at uh you was at Jewel too, right? Yeah, I was at Jewel on Friday and the uh entire Kansas City Chiefs uh football team came through. Oh, that's and dope. Celebrated yeah. their, uh, Patrick Mahomes was there? Yeah, which was dope because I was Damn, expecting cool. like the players that no one knows, but like mm-hmm. all their star players were there. Oh, from shit. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey, like mm-hmm. They were all there, and they were super cool. They came to the booth, like shook everyone's hand. Mad humble. Travis Kelsey got on the mic, did his thing. Dude, Travis Kelsey's a shit. Yeah, he's cool. He's like, mad cool. He got like a wrestler voice or some shit. Yeah, he's not, yeah, hilarious. He, he got that. Uh, and, that they, and they and uh, they they wanted to hear none but hip hop. That's yeah, dope. Yeah. I saw that they had flags. Yeah, of course, and shit. yeah. OG Genesis was performing. Yes. Yeah. Did he do that? Uh, <laughs> did he do that love rendition? Yo, I thought it was a joke. Keisha Cole? And like literally, when he did that shit, yeah. the entire crowd went crazy and just sang along with him for the Keisha Cole yeah. doing. Yeah, and love. Yeah, and he was like really. He did like the whole verse. She was kind of ill. Did he? Did he oh, do man. any Afro beats at no, all? No, he didn't do any Afro beats. He did. Uh, what, what, Genesis his, has he did, Afro uh, beats. I don't know. When I was DJing uh, at Jewel. Like one night, he just kept requesting Afrobeat shit. Oh, word? Oh, he yeah. probably wanted to listen to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was just curious to see if he. He did like a good like thirty minute, forty minute set. Really, really good. Crowd was really into him. Yeah, he's always been. And he's dope, got though. really dope energy on the stage. Yeah, he's always been dope though. And you kind of forget how many records he actually he has. Hits. Has. Yeah. Yeah. Never gonna be like. How I'm many like, hits? how many hits? Yeah, yeah. Are you talking about? <laughs> talking about do the two uh, chase for, for him again. to do forty minutes, I'm uh, surprised. Yeah, cool. yeah, Coco. Yeah. yeah, Coco. Cut, yeah, cut, uh, cut it. Cut it. Yeah. Uh, Bay. Yeah. Uh, thick. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody that uh, the one that Beyonce yeah, did about the money. Yeah, with the bunny. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody mad. That yeah. shit. All right, that's like five uh, minutes each song. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's forty minutes. I mean, that's a lot. I think that's a lot compared to a lot of new artists, right? And he interacts really well too. Like he'll talk to the crowd. Have you ever dropped the album? What oh, he album? just dropped singles, right? I think it's just singles, but he's yeah. doing well off of the singles. They kind of yeah. they kind of take over for a year or two Damn, every man. time. He and every one singles. of his singles is is catchy. Yeah, and playable. Everyone knows their, that shit, and we can play them all too. Even push it, right? But it's been like yeah. five push years. He's been yeah. doing this for five years and haven't dropped the album out. Yeah, <laughs> cut it. Yeah, he has that's kind of crazy, right? He got yeah. songs, man. Yeah, he yeah. has one. He has one album in 2016 called Coke and Butter, and I'm assuming that's where Coco's at. But other than that, everything is single over here. Wow. Yeah, yeah man. And all his records just have good shelf life in the clubs for us. That's, that's a smarter yeah. way to go. But I'm I'm wondering if if you make more money off of an album drop, probably. I just mean, because you're, well, you're releasing a ton of songs at once, mm-hmm. and everyone's listening to all of those songs. Well, it depends because all his singles are probably all platinum. Coco is definitely platinum. I'm sure. Push is probably platinum. Cut, it. Cut is probably platinum. And then he can go and do these clubs gigs off of three to five records, three to seven records, or whatever the case may be. So he's getting the bag either I way. I think he's winning more. Without With singles, releasing yeah. an album, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's looking. He's like, he's probably like one of the only artists that can do that, though. I can't think of another He's artist. actually one of the only artists that's making club music. Yeah. And Every steadily time, making yeah. club music, yeah. yeah, he keeps a hit, man. Yeah, and I he's consciously it. doing it too. And he's good. Yeah. Oh, what do you call? It? You was at XS. You went to see your D- Dylan Francis. Yes. Yeah, you know what? He was actually really dope. Yeah. I hadn't 
I don't think I've ever seen Dylan Francis live. And I was I was like really impressed. You said the it. first song he dropped was The Box. Yeah. Was it a remix? No. He just he played, played the whole joint? He played the original, the first two verses, yeah. and he went out of that into a house record. But mm-hmm. it wasn't a remix. But he literally did his intro, got on the mic, and just dropped it in the place, went crazy. And I was like... And he left it for two verses. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, that's like a real sign of the times that I, this I, huge EDM producer slash DJ is dropping the box. Nah, but they've been doing that no, for a minute now. No, but yo. I don't think people know that Dylan Francis came up under a hip hop DJ. I didn't know that. Like he was somebody's protege. Like he set up the equipment and stuff like that. But, and then he eventually got into the didn't EDM. Like did Diplo put him on? He he got I forgot who put him on, but he he came up on somebody, but it was a hip hop or a DJ. I just can't remember who. I want to say Stretch Armstrong also. Yeah, so he has he's known as an EDM DJ, but he came up on the hip hop. His foundation is hip hop. I think my surprise was more so I didn't think that the box had all the way crossed over. Yeah, that's huge. It's like it's been number one so for like three weeks. To on hear him board. use that as his first record out the gate, I was like, oh shit, okay. That song's amazing. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know if it's amazing, but it's I huge. I mean, the song. energy for it to be that slow of a record and the energy that it actually provides to the club is pretty crazy. Because mm. usually records that slow, right, are just kind of like blah. Yeah. Maybe yeah, like Father, you get, you maybe get like out of it right Father Stretch My Hands is like an example of a record that's slow but has energy. Maybe mm. a few others, but usually mm-hmm. it's kind of mundane. And that record's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still going, man. Yeah. Roddy Rich probably, what, is going to be an artist of 2020. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you called that but, shit, Kirk. But you think last he's going to last after this year? I think he's going to last because he has yeah. his voice is so strong. Yeah. Like his and vocal, he's multi-talented. He his vocals, you can't fuck with him. Like mm-hmm. as much as I, I like, I like Young Thug. His vocals are not strong, and he doesn't have a, a good live performance. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Roddy Rich in yeah, the club. I'm, I don't know about his live shit. Mm-hmm. But from records, I feel like he has the strongest vocals. In a world of motherfuckers that are doing almost the same thing, mm-hmm. he stands out because a lot of other motherfuckers need auto tune, or their voices are a little too, like shaky and undefined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, a boogie with the hoodie. I uh, feel like one, he doesn't. Yeah. Ha- he, he's very similar to yeah. Rowdy Rich, but I feel like his vocals, like his his delivery, is more shaky. Mm-hmm. It's not as like defined and smooth. And Do you he, think um, and it's and his his choruses weren't as catchy? Well, though. he was just on Twitter crying about all these rappers biting his style and blowing up. And I think a he boogie, was, yeah. And I think he was referring to um, Roddy, Roddy Rich. Rich, yeah. Do you think it has uh, anything to do with the combination of him being with Mustard and then them two just working together and found? Well, his anything sound? Mustard touched, uh, nah, because they were, they were freestyles of uh, Roddy, Rich. Roddy Rich, like you know those Instagram like kind of cloud chasing like with a acapella guitar. Uh-huh. And he was just killing it. Yeah. And I was like, and it was like no auto tune or nothing. He was just singing with no mic. But I think Mustard definitely helped him. And Roddy Rich been around his career. He was on a he was on Nipsey's album two almost three years ago. Two years ago. Whenever Victor You know what around. it is, man? Or Rex in that, the that motherfucker yeah. can no, he a is a he's an amazing he can make a hook. Mm-hmm. And that's key. And I feel like A Boogie can't make a hook. Uh I'm not gonna fully say Ooh. yeah, but name one hook from name one hook from a boogie. All right, look it up. I don't, the thing is I, his biggest song is Star Tender. But the thing about the thing about Roddy Rich, he uses his voice as an instrument, and that's where he wins. Because the vocals, Every, everyone's using their voice as an instrument. No, man. not the way Ballin. The vocals on Ballin and the vocals on the box is two different vocals. It's two different ways to to rap. So that's what I'm saying. As an instrument, is he changes it up. Uh, but you're not making any fucking sense, bro. <laughs> it's just two different BPMs, bro. 
It's the same fucking formula that he's doing though. He's not using the same melodies or he's not using the same fucking tones, but he's doing the same fucking thing that he's doing. I think A Boogie hasn't. He has so he much different shit. You he know can't what I mean? Make like a hook. Some of his shit sounds a little more on the reggae side. Some is a little more R and B. Fam, name one hook. He can't make shit. a hook. Look all back of these, at it. all of these Roddy Rich songs <laughs> are hooks. They're all yeah. hooks. And that's genius. That's genius that's on his part. Yeah, exactly. Am I wrong? No, you're not at all. But it's something to him. Even Racks in the Middle, which is like not a playable song in a club, mm-hmm. has become a playable song Actually, in a club. Actually, you're right. He does not have a hook. He doesn't have hooks. A Boogie with the Hoodie has no hooks. And you can't even find a defense. You can't tell what is the hook and what is a verse because he just keeps going. Yeah. He keeps rhyming the same thing. Which, I is, mean, th- th- which is why. I know you say um. What you say was his biggest record? Star Tender. No, nah, um, look back at it. Look even back look back at it. at it. But you can't even tell. Actually, that's that's a pretty good hook. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it though. But it's, tell me one hook. Yeah. But you can't even tell where it ends and begins. He just keeps going. Yeah. For me, like you know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. no, nah, I know. But I think he should be a bigger star. I think he just hasn't worked with that producer. And yeah. y'all may be right that. Uh, Roddy Rich working with Mustard probably helped shape his sound. Like I, like I, mean, I think in the but sense of him being successful, he was probably going to be successful anyway, but I think him being able to get with Mustard and formulating the sound was pretty crucial. I mean, but A Boogie had a good year last year. He sure did. That record stayed at number one for a minute. Somehow it stayed number one yeah. for a minute, but it was up there. I think because nothing else was coming out. <laughs> Not too early in the beginning last year, so. but you you definitely think <laughs> that anytime last year you definitely think that um, Roddy Rich is sustainable his success. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's. I don't even think he's tapped the surface yet. Yeah, yeah. Like you think he's gonna have like bigger records. Yeah. Well, know, how many man. features? How many say, features man. did he have on the album? Not many. I don't. I don't know if he. I don't know if he even has any. Does he have features? You telling me? Wait, wait. Drake's about to drop new music, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he was in a, a Yankees starter jacket. Yeah. In Marcy <laughs> Project. I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing the shit like that, man? I don't know, man. Isn't there unless you got hope, unless you got hope on the record, why are you in front of Marcy Projects? In yo, a Yankee, I don't, I don't. In a Yankee jacket, and you're Canadian. Yo, a Boogie in the hoodie is in the album with Roddy Rich, and there's about eight features. Yeah, it's uh, a Boogie, Ty Dolla Sign, Mustard, uh, Meek Mill. Fuck, when are we gonna Lil get a Ty Dolla Sign song? Gonna, uh, he's coming out this year. Fuck, it's about time. Can't wait for that. Yeah, but. You get Ty Dolla Sign and Party Next Door on the same record this year. Oh my god, mm. dude, that's for you. I, might, I want a new Ty Dolla hook. <laughs> I bite. I might. I might bust a nut. Pause. Hey yo, <laughs> he's gonna wash. He's gonna be cleaning this fucking carpet. <laughs> uh, what do you call it? Yeah, and you, you, you was telling me you had a conversation D with at Tao. Oh yeah, with Davin and shit. Our actually, homie Davin. actually, a really, really good conversation because he was kind of like um, Davin, like runs the bar tower. Right? Yeah, he's been there since literally day one. He opened town in two thousand five. Just Davin, and, he's, and he's an amazing singer. Yeah, yeah, singer songwriter. He has a he, studio out here. He I actually think does production too. I'm yeah, sure. he went out in Open Town, Chicago. Like he's been, he's been doing his thing for a long time. But honestly, we, like any anyone's looking for vocals in Las Vegas, Renaissance yeah. man, or in LA, hit us anywhere. Up, hit us up because that dude Davin. His, yeah, his fucking town, and he knows his shit, man. Yeah, he, he really does well. production. But we were just having a conversation because he's he's an avid listener. Uh, before we even get into that, shout out to Angelo too, man. Oh yeah, Angelo. Yeah, shout Angelo, out to Angelo. At he's one of the uh, managers, one of the higher up managers over at Tao Group, and he listens. Angelo, if you listen to man, thank you, and 
you know. I'm always shocked when 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 I meet industry motherfuckers that listen to us. Listen to us. It's just crazy. Know, yeah, <laughs> like bar managers or like promoters. I'm surprised whatever, too, man. Like y'all listen to us. I'm like really, man. <laughs> and it also kind of scares me because I gotta watch what the fuck we say about. Yeah, uh, gotta be careful. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to work at that venue, yeah. So it's, so it's kind of funny. What he was saying is pretty much he heard us talking about when you were saying how DJs should capitalize on their mixes and make edits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that makes a lot of sense, but think about it in the sense also, it's making DJs sound the same when mm. you don't keep the edits to yourself. He was like, a part of me thinks, and it's just verbatim what he was saying, paraphrasing, he was saying he thinks that DJs should hold on to their edits and keep them for themselves so they can stand out mm. more so than giving them out or selling them and then you just become the other DJs can sound like you. Well, you were saying also that the some of the streaming record pool, uh, some of the record pools, the digital record pools, where they're all kind of like showcasing the same remixes. Right. Is it is doing a disservice to all the DJs but because everyone's think, playing the same true? remixes. I feel like um, certain um, record pools have different, they don't have the same mixes, remixes. Right. right. Yeah. So it's like so many different remixes. True. But a lot, of them, a lot of them do have the same. Um, not not naming any names, but you can find some of the same producers on certain platforms. But I think he has a point in the sense of like if I have a huge remix that I um, sell and I give it out to everyone, you know, what's the point? What what would be the draw in booking me when you can book your your local guy that's just gonna play what I sold him, I sold him? Well, don't you think the problem is that in Vegas is that everyone is playing the same way because they think they're expected to play that way, right? And I they think see, that's they more see the, the problem. They see the higher up guy doing it, so they're like, okay, well, that that's the way I need to to move. That works. It's like how the, the higher up guy's doing it. Because I do I do go out in Vegas, but I don't go out that much because when I have gone out, uh-huh. it sounded like everyone's playing the same shit. Right. But they, it sounds like everyone's just being safe. Yeah. Well, so yeah how do, how do we get away from that? Like, because I I don't think selling your edits by any means is a bad idea. I think it's very smart. I don't think it has anything to do with what the market is providing. Do you Mm -hmm. understand what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. the market is providing all kinds of products. You know, so I can't really speak for digital uh, record pools. I don't think they're hurting anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like everyone wants to work. Right. (laughs) Of course, man. (laughs) but But everyone's scared to have a voice right. or have to have a definitive style because not every definitive style fits in every room. Right. True. And not everyone can appreciate certain things that aren't what everyone else is doing. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? So like mm-hmm. I don't know, like it's hard to take chances in a room and you're better off just playing what you think is safe and what everyone else is playing. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like it's just what. Oh, he's on the mic now. Like I got to be on the mic now. Yeah. I got to say say the same shit that he says on the mic. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just what what's going on. Right Do you now. think that um, record pool should be more exclusive to who they let join the record pool? No, I don't think it has anything to do with the record pools at all. Yeah, I think you know, I, I think it has to do with the DJs in the city. Yeah, yeah. Because I go to different cities, and everyone's playing different shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like so Miami is completely different from what LA is doing. LA is completely different, kind of what from what Vegas is doing. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of good music parties in LA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's bottle service spots in LA. There's like hip hop hood spots or like you know right. bottle shit. Mm-hmm. And then there's these like good music spots. And I've I've been going to more good music spots than. 
than anything. Same, you know so what you I'm think it, it's more to do with just being in your bubble and you're just you're just being exposed to what's in your bubble. And it yeah, but like I also I, yeah, but I also feel like the sometimes you know whoever's running these clubs are more fixated on the music becoming a soundtrack. Like I said, for the tables, the ta- uh, the bottle presentations. For the confetti, for the cryo, for the for the lights and everything, right? And they want like those big um, EDM those, drop moments, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like I said, the lighting guys don't know how to do lights for hip hop, mm-hmm. or they don't know how to do yeah. lights for different genres of music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they only think the only way to do lights and cryo and confetti is for EDM, a high energy, a high energy drop, drop, yeah. When you can kind of, you just got to read the room out and really just take chances with the DJ as well. Yeah. But I, I think it's a whole different thing. I also think that maybe everyone's following a formula that's dated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You understand? So like, I feel like there's a form, this formula of the big room and the music that's expected in a big room is dated. We've been doing this for how long now? Right. How long it's has been this big room... Ten years genre of music been going. Oh, shit, we're talking years, about twelve man. years now. I shit, mean, man. we hear the remixes for big rooms, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, it's not listenable shit. It's only no. for big rooms. For those rooms, yeah. right? Yep. And how many times are they using the same buildups and sound effects? Yeah. And people yelling on the shit. Put your hands in the yeah. air. Get them hands in the air. Or it's a countdown. <laughs> Five, <laughs> four, three, and you know, it's like yeah. you know, it's just kind of like it's just played out. So it, we, everyone's just going through the motions right now. Like yeah. I said, everyone wants to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're going to do whatever the clubs want right now. I think I, I personally thought that his uh, his take was important to hear and to be for oh, us to talk about yeah. it because I think, you know, we talked about it before, like half the time or the majority of the time you want to um, – you play, you're playing for the crowd, but you're also playing for the staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And him being – at a consistent spot three to four nights a week for 15 years, he's probably heard everybody and listened to them way differently than how we listen to him. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I really valued his opinion in saying that because I feel like if anyone would know, it's someone like a Davin or like a waitress at another club or a bartender that consistently is working at a venue yeah. for three or four nights a week for years, and they just know the sound of that room and they know what works. And sometimes, you know, by default, it might – you know, it might just get stale to them. And they're like, well, shit, like, I hear these dudes and they're all sounding the same after a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, I honestly think it's it's all, it's on the openers, too. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, when I hear openers, you guys could be taking more chances, too. Yeah. Like, playing newer shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys, like, openers yeah. should be playing more new shit. Of course, sure. yeah. I mean, we spoke about that plenty of times here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, yeah, but it, it affects the room. It, it affects the room. But like, like you said, the openers, they play the same thing. The play is safe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because it, you're going to come get yelled at eventually, and it's like, give me this, give me more of this, give me this. So it's kind of playing it safe. I don't want to get yelled at tonight, so I'm going to play my role. Yeah. So why fucking take a chance? There's so many, like, remixes and shit. It's, I have, the last time I walked into a room to headline in Vegas and heard the opener play a remix that I was like, damn, I need that shit. Yeah. yeah. Maybe fucking two years. And that's a good feeling as an opener when the headliner comes in and like, yo, what's that? Yeah. Like, that's, that makes me, that's, like, gratifying. You know what I mean? I haven't, yeah. I haven't been like that in a while. <laughs> I know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely important, man. Yeah. Yeah. So and shout out to Davin, man. Appreciate you. And uh, Angelo, I appreciate you listening as well, man. For sure, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's at Davin Hill Music on mm-hmm. Instagram. Yes. Yeah. And we've been, uh, we actually been getting a lot of, 
we in the past what two three weeks you know we had lazy boy on mm-hmm. you know that was kind of an emotional episode i trust everybody that re- like gave us great feedback on that shit yeah. yeah and then we had um kobe passing yeah recently mm-hmm. yeah. it's just been like a lot of emotion and then you know never you've been out of town yeah and you've been uh you know i'll let you talk about it but you know you you were going through a lot of shit in New York. You yeah, know, man. Yeah. Unfortunately, my pops passed away yeah. a couple of weeks ago. 92. 92 years old. 92 years old. He was a fucking soldier, bro. He, to the end. What a yeah. life. Yeah. He was in the Navy. Where was he in? He's uh, a merchant seaman. Merchant seaman. Yeah. For like 40 years. But he was healthy, man. He was like walking every you see, day. You've met him before. you seen like, yeah. he used to like walk every day, walk around the projects, the He'll be gone for like four hours and come back. And yeah. Nobody know where he's at. <laughs> Walking all the Bronx. He'd be coming with groceries, with his cane, with the fucking push cart. It was like, he yeah. had mad energy. He's like, he had more energy than me. Yeah, 92, man. And then like out of nowhere, he got sick. He got the flu. It went from having the flu to pneumonia. From pneumonia, they but found like his um, kidneys was failing. It just got bad to worse. And yeah. then just... But it happened so fast. Didn't you say that he hurt his leg, though? Yeah, that's how it all started. He hurt his leg. He fell out on the streets. He got taken to Lincoln Hospital. But he got to the hospital in the neighborhood. And I feel like he caught sick at the hospital. Yeah. Because he he came home the next day. He was all right. He got sick again. He had to go Mm. to another hospital. Damn. So, yeah, man. I've learned that, like, you know, because a lot of my boys, their parents, Mm -hmm. they hit a certain age, usually, like, in their 80s to 90s. Mm Mm-hmm. It, it's one of those things when when they hurt themselves they can't bounce back yeah because mm-hmm. the immune system yeah exactly you know, yeah. and then just the, the healing it's like it's hard one yeah. of my boys his moms just bumped their head in the bathroom uh-huh didn't think to get an mri didn't think to check it out mm-hmm. she had internal bleeding like very slight internal bleeding and then mm-hmm. after like i think about you know three to four weeks she just fainted oh, because it was just like yeah. it just you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it was just yeah and no one thinks to get an MRI. No. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And sometimes shit happens with even my mom's. You know, she's nearing eighty. Mm-hmm. Like she'll she'll try to like go up a step ladder trying to get something. She got vertigo. And she almost falls. Oh man! So it's like those things scare me. So I try to go to New York and I try to like mm-hmm. take care as much as I can. Yeah. yeah. What's going on in the house? But yeah, I mean, like the week when you were gone. Yeah, and then with Kobe going on, and we had Lazy Boy. It just seemed like it was like a really heavy like it was, two, three man. weeks. Yeah, it was yeah. emotional as fuck, man. man. Yeah, right. yeah. But uh, I mean, um, yeah, you was organizing. It was tough. I had to, yeah, I had to help um prepare for his funeral. Yeah, which I've never done before. Yeah, which is like really draining. Yeah, it's like no joke, man. It's just it's a lot of uh, yeah, move around everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, offices it's, and stuff. It's kind of yeah. it's kind of funny because you would think. Like I, I've had to deal with like my father's. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you know, like dealing with his, like he had nothing prepared. I had to pay yeah. for like his, uh, his, his headstone, his burial, like everything, mm-hmm. bro. Like I had, to, and that dude never did shit for me. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I had to like pay all of the shit. And the whole time I'm thinking like, how come motherfuckers don't prepare for this? Like, where do they, where do they think this money's gonna come from? Like, yeah. who's going to look out for them and shit? Yeah. It's funny because when I was younger, my parents were getting all that stuff getting taken care of. And I got mad at them. Like, yo, what are you, you planning to die already? With, like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm like 15, 14 at the time. But they were just trying to get stuff together. And they have everything together. Like, they have their spots I mean, and everything. My father had some money on the side. But yeah. it was like, he he didn't have anything prepared. Yeah. yeah. It's like, when you're going through, like, you have to prepare for a funeral. You have to go to the funeral home. You got to have, like, a... 
um, what was that? Oh, someone that's obituary. No, no, no. A death um, certificate, all that shit. Somebody that controls the um power of attorney. Power of attorney, yeah. which is my mother. Yeah. Which my mother, she has like Alzheimer's right now, so she can't fill out any applications. It was just draining, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's, it's a, like it's like you're not you can't you can't even grieve. You gotta put your shit to the side because you gotta take care of this shit because this needs to be done by tomorrow exactly, yeah. or the next mm-hmm. day. Yeah. You gotta take care of that. Then you gotta take care of the repass. Yeah. And then my father, he was actually he's not buried. He wanted to be cremated. Mm-hmm. So that was a, another thing that was like How nobody do knew. that, which is actually more affordable though. It uh, is. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was less Way money cheaper. because it's like when uh, when you prepare for a funeral, the coffin is like the most money. Yeah. yeah. So we had we invented a coffin, and then after the service, we he was put in a box and he was cremated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what we're gonna do is on his birthday, we're gonna take his ashes and put it into the on in the sea. Yeah. Oh, that's what he wanted in ocean. Which yeah. sea? Did you pick a sea? We haven't decided yet. We still trying to figure out you where we could do it. We have to look don't do that look shit in the Hudson it. River. Yeah, don't, don't do it. The <laughs> <laughs> well, the Atlantic Sea is the closest to you, everybody, to you guys. So. You gotta find someone you better find than the Hudson River. River. Yeah. My, Skip the Hudson River. This was like City Island. I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> Coney Island. <laughs> yeah. oh, now your your dad looked like. Like a goon, man. I saw a picture when he a was goon. younger. Yeah, he like the, he was the, the dark glasses with yeah, the white teeth. He was like, the yeah. man back in the days, man. I was like, that dude can <laughs> he kill was a man to the end of the time, end of his. I saw a picture yeah. of you guys together, and I was like, damn, that looks like y'all look the same. Everybody like, says that huh? exactly the same, man. It's <laughs> like crazy. a dark skin version. I actually, yeah. think I actually think your dad looked uh, was a little more handsome than I you. think so too. Yeah, oh, it was crazy because like. When when I when we found out what had happened, like I didn't even know how to approach the situation. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, dude, do I text him now? Do I te- like do we give him? I mean, a call? I'm the same way. Like if I find out somebody family passed away, I don't bother them right away. I wait yeah, until so a few days later. Then it, I yeah get, yeah. Then my, I was like, let me just text my guy now. But it was just one of those things where I was like, how the fuck do I? Like I don't want to seem like a bad friend and considerate that I didn't text you right away. Nah. But I was like, I didn't even know how to approach a situation like that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, man. No one cares about your Texas, James. <laughs> you give a fuck about my Texas. Um, I feel like after the, recently, especially after talking with Lazy Boy, uh-huh. and then with all of this passing of Kobe and, and you know, your, your father. You, you look at things differently, man. Yeah, like I, I look at death and I look at life a little differently, especially after talking with Lazy Boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like, crazy. I feel like everything, I know it sounds cliche, but I feel like everything's a blessing. Like, I feel like we take our, our health for granted, mm. you know? And uh, just hearing the challenges that Lazy Boy has to go through, mm-hmm. I mean, he has to work 20 times harder. He has, like, 20 times more to lose yeah. than yeah. we do. And, you know, I feel like this is the year where we should be a little more daring to take chances, take yeah. some risks, mm-hmm. believe in ourselves, take care of ourselves, and, you know, look out for our health. Yeah. And really not take it for granted because there are those that don't have a fraction of what we have who, yeah. are, do- who are doing more than us. Yeah. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. And, and uh, you know, even Kobe with the whole, you know, what was this? His Mamba, Mamba, Mamba mentality. mentality. Mamba mentality, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, and just. And uh, I thought it was touching with his daughter. And I thought that was the most tragic shit about her, her yeah. passing. Because yeah. you know? yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know, like in New York, right, we had a different, we had a different perspective on Kobe. Oh, yes. we, we we looked like I feel like everyone I knew in New York f- tried to find anything negative about Kobe. He was a villain. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it was yeah. like he was like he was a villain. Yeah, so everyone in Kobe really focused on all his negative, every yeah. anything negative that had to do with him, of whether course. it was the tabloids, <laughs> all the issues that he was having yeah. with yeah. whatever, yeah, in court or whatever. Like they were just zeroing in on that. Mm-hmm. Like what a like he was this, he was that. But that happened with Jordan. That happened with LeBron James. That's what happened with a lot of players. But yeah. Kobe was just an assassin to a lot of teams. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I me- mean, with Jordan, I feel like everybody loved Jordan. Yeah, everyone loved Jordan. Even New Yorkers, it was like, nah. even though we was mad that he beat us in the playoffs, but we still fucking you couldn't rooted for on Jersey. Kobe. Yeah, he couldn't. After they beat the Knicks, he was like, "All right, we going for Chicago." Yeah, right. but I don't know. Just Kobe had that. Everybody hated him, man. Like they were like, "Yo, he, he was, hogs the ball." He was really arrogant, though. He was, he was an asshole. asshole. Yeah. He, was. he never passes, <laughs> yo. Like it was like everything. Every, that's all I remember New Yorkers saying yeah. about him. And he was yeah. very unapologetic too. Yeah, yeah. he, didn't like, give a fuck. he didn't care he, that he was an he asshole. He trash talked <laughs> nonstop, dude. He was great. He was an amazing. It's, it's so funny, like Nev, like us being close to the West Coast. Uh-huh. We see this completely like one eighty perspective on certain things that we looked at. Mm-hmm. And like you know, even Nipsey Hussle, like everyone yeah. loves him. Nipsey. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like I don't, I don't, like I didn't really gravitate to his music as much. Mm-hmm. But it's funny, like everything that, like all of these like icons that the West Coast, you know, hold dear to themselves, you know, to the city. Yeah, I, I, have grown to like uh, shown a, a real respect for like Nipsey Hussle as a man. No, yeah, and mm-hmm. then like kind of Kobe. Like I, I, I'll never say like I'll, I think like I'm not a cult fan of you know Kobe as a player because I don't I don't know much about him as a player, but as a father, like I I, I very much respect like no. what yeah. he's what he's what like I kind of respect him more after his and uh, NBA career right well, after and what he's done yeah. with his family his kids mm-hmm. yeah dude he and, has so you know, much to offer still and that was the big thing that was the craziest thing like he has so much he was planned. young man he was, still he was young. 41 yeah yeah. And he was he was ready to do all this like cinema shit. I mean, he won an Oscar. He had the books going out. He was the coach for his daughter's team. Mm-hmm. He built a whole uh, Mamba Academy out in the like the upper north side of L.A. But it was just he was ready to do so much, bro. He invested in that body armor joint. Yeah, the, the, the energy drink. The ener- no, it's not the energy it's drink. Like a, but it's like a, like a Gatorade type. Drink. Yeah. yeah. And then he also I barely found this out yesterday. He was he invested in the UFC early. Like he was invested in so much shit, he had so many hands and everything, mm-hmm. and you didn't even know that because he's he was forty one, yeah, and yeah. he never got to tell that story. I don't know, man. I, I really, I know he had like a lot of uh, investments, and he was probably wildly successful. But I, I was it really touched me the kind of father he, he you know, he, he was, yeah, or he seemed to be from what I could tell. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that really touched me a lot, man. And yeah. his daughter losing. His daughter was just, yeah. and it just hurt because when you you watched someone grow up, like L.A. watched him grow up and was like the adopted son of the city since he was seventeen, mm-hmm. bro. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like that he in stayed itself, from just started in L.A. and retired in L.A. Yeah. his whole yeah. twenty year NBA. Career. And a lot of players don't do that. They don't. Stay I mean, he almost went to the Bulls at a point. Yeah. He almost went to the Bulls, but me when I remember watching Kobe, I was seven years old, and he retired when I was twenty seven, actually, twenty years. And that was a superhero. Like, I cried yeah. when he was to his last game. I cried. And I only seen him play once. Yeah. And to me, he was he was a fucking superhero. So when he died, he was like, I couldn't fucking believe it. I mm-hmm. still don't believe it. I still wake up and I'm like, this shit is not real. Yeah. But I, I really enjoy I, I really enjoy what he did with his his after his retirement. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people identify themselves only with uh, being an athlete. 
Well, like like he he was an athlete, but even DJs or like yeah. musicians and artists, mm-hmm. you know, when they 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 really only identify themselves by the success in whatever or the career that they have. Mm-hmm. But yeah. people don't realize that there is more than there's like different chapters to. to to every individual's life, yo, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate this guy. Last three weeks ago, you were telling us what the fucking DJ's gonna do? They gonna become plumbers? <laughs> now you're like, yo, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> no, no, no. But <laughs> you gotta be intelligent about what you do next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you understand? Like, yeah. if I was a DJ and I want to go into carpentry, I have to have a real par- passion for carpentry yeah, or whatever. Of if I want to be a plumber, then fine, whatever. But I'm saying, if you devote twenty to twenty five, thirty years into a career, yeah. And you're not maybe the the player or you're not the active, you know, like superstar of it. Mm-hmm. You got to take that knowledge and see what you can do with it. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it is, is that people don't realize the knowledge that they have and the marketability that they have mm-hmm. to different businesses or different, you know, different causes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why, like, I could literally sit down with anybody. I can sit down with a 20 year old, a 40 year old, a 50 year old. And I can I can find and key point exactly what their specialty is mm-hmm. and what how they're not capitalizing off of that. Yeah. And some people don't realize they don't see it in themselves because they only identify with one aspect of their life. That's normal though, man. That's what that is normal. But I see what That's what, why people certain people go to like counselors to figure out what they could do right. with their life because they're not sure which direction to go. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just I find it baffling though though. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. people can can go to into their 40s or 50s and think that like uh, I'm not a viable, you know, I, I, I yeah, I'm not like I'm not I'm, I'm not, not useful work. anymore. Yeah. And if you really sit down with them, you're like, dude, you're like wildly like. Look but it at doesn't all help that society that makes them people feel that like, that way. Also, I mean, they categorize it as an elderly and all that. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, bro, I think anything you can do whatever you want in life. Like look at like you can't do whatever you want in life. You have to work for it. But yeah. I'm just saying like you have to also look at what you do, like what you've the knowledge you've attained and 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 learned over the years. Yeah, and what you can p- apply that to. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. I think what was special about Kobe too is that very rarely when an athlete's done, you see you do, you, rare, you very rarely see them go be great at something else. Mm-hmm. And he was he was entering almost the prime of something else. Yeah. Other than being an athlete, whether it was yeah. screenwriting or coaching, or he was doing so many things for women's sports, mm-hmm. um, for the WNBA, like his investments, like well, that was pretty. Was, was that was that iceberg. was that all tied in because of his daughter? I think yeah. so. I yeah. think the love of his daughter and the love of coaching his daughter, he wanted to shed light on women's sports. That's and the help fucked up shit, man. Sports. Yeah. I feel like if his, I feel like he would have done even more as his daughter. Oh, for yeah, sure. He was on the verge. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. And then she could have changed the whole sport around. She was like, could have been probably the greatest female athlete or one of that we've ever seen. But like kind of what Magic and Bird did for the NBA yeah. in mm-hmm. the 80s. For the marketing. Yeah, and yeah. she yeah. could have done that maybe. Yeah, well, yeah they yeah. were at the they were at the WNBA All-Star Games. They were sitting on courtside. They were, you yeah. doing all that. Yeah. To see, you know, Kobe Bryant sitting courtside of a WNBA, WNBA game, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. No, but uh, like Jamie, don't don't get what I'm saying is that you could do whatever you want in life. I could do whatever the fuck I want in no, life. You can't. No, you can't. <laughs> You're nuts. <laughs> you can't do whatever the fuck you want. You can do whatever I want. No, no, no. You gotta no work limitations. For this shit. You gotta yeah, work I'm not saying it's not gonna come with hard work, but I can do whatever the fuck I want. This motherfucker. I can fly. <laughs> let, let him live, man. Yeah. 
Hope Let Jamie live, yo. If he think he can do it, then hey, maybe anybody can do it. Yeah, listen, I gotta work with him <laughs> almost every day, every week. So him every telling day. him telling me this shit sounds crazy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I know how room. limited he is, yo. Damn man. If every, anyone knows his limitations, it's me. So he has do, a lot of nerves saying he could do anything. I could do whatever I want. Oh, man. This is, you can do whatever you want. Nah, man. Let's next subject because I'm, I'm gonna start getting tight, yo. <laughs> yo uh, yeah, let's pick it up. Oh man. yeah, let's let's do let's black. We gonna, we got to celebrate. It's Black History Month. Yeah, I would you know the brothers. You guys, All right. can, I mean the brothers. I, I told you before, the brothers. What do y'all got to say about? Okay, I don't know how deep feels about it, uh-huh. but do you feel like we should still celebrate Black History Month? Yes. Yeah. Um, I feel like. Every month should be fucking. We should be oh, celebrating. Here every we month. go. We shouldn't every be like. Should be Black History. Month. It has to be one certain month. It's gonna be like okay, we gonna make. Mind them, you, we gonna make blacks happy. We gonna celebrate. Every day is Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, every day. But D, do you agree with me on this? I think. I think back in the days it was a big deal. Yeah. But now it's just like, come on, we've we've come so far from back when we was in school where you have to celebrate Black History yeah. Month. It's just like, come on. It's, I just feel like at this point. Like honestly, I I know it's February, but I, it doesn't feel like anything special to me anymore. Does I that mean, make sense? Like it just feels like it's exactly, another month. Yeah, I exactly. don't see anything. I don't see any highlights of like um, people that have done historical because, things because in this country. Because y'all don't have kids. Maybe you right. had kids. Maybe you're right. Black History Month would be a big deal because they'd be going to school, and you'd be you know they'd be you'd want them to learn. Okay, okay. Know? So I have a question. You don't have any kids either, but do they still? But, sure. I, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, okay, no, no, but the, the schools they still like they still celebrate like Black History Month. That's they a t- great they question. tell the kids, "Hey, um, talk about Harry Tubman, um, yeah. Martin yeah. Luther King." Well, Malcolm here's here's X. another great question. What if you had a kid? Uh huh. They were going to school yeah. and they never acknowledged Black History Month. Then that would be a problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's something that that's what I'm saying is it's all surrounded by kids right now, you know. But I'm just curious. Do they still like? Mention it in the school. That's a great question. I don't know. I can't I recall know. if when I was in high school they did that shit. I remember the first time I saw like everyone. What was Black History Month? Everyone like wore black the whole month. What? No, I don't know. What I never the heard fuck that. Was that? That, was, I don't know. that never happened. Was it? Right? What day was that when everyone just wore black all day? I don't know. I don't know. What I don't know. Where was you going? To Yo, school that, that man? private school you went to? I don't know, I don't man. Know. <laughs> no, I went to public school first, and then. Uh, before I got my full scholarship to private school, yeah. but <laughs> I did that. But no, but but even the private school I went to, MCS, that was yeah. a very. I've never heard of wearing all black on the circuit. Yeah, day. I don't know. What? That's I got a question, and I just thought about this right now. Do you think that Black History Month has lost its um, allure in a way because? There's so many interracial families now. Do you think that affects it in any way? Ah, look at D. You know what I mean? I there's a ton. I, I don't think that's the case. Nah, I don't, don't think so. No, I think it. I think it affects it because I think it, like if if I were to marry a white woman, how important would Black History be to her? It would be more important to me. Why wouldn't it be important to her if she loves you? But that's she a didn't part grow of who up, you are. Yeah, but she didn't grow she up learning understand. Black History. Yeah, but that's why but she, she can't. It with but that would that would be your job to right. teach but, a and kid. And she couldn't black teach history. it to her biracial child. I think it would be up to me. Yeah, but I think it would be like an imbalance. Like Listen, it might be a little I, important to me. I think if you're in a biracial relationship, it is your responsibility to embrace and learn about the other the other race or culture that you're involved with. Yeah. Especially if kids is involved. Yeah. If I was married to a Jewish woman, if I was married to a Filipino woman or, you know, an Irish or whatever, 
Catholic, I'd have to learn more about that mm-hmm. and acknowledge it. Otherwise, what's the point of be what's the point of being partners, let alone bringing a child into this world? Yeah. Just like she would have to embrace, you know, my Korean side, my New York side. And you know, hip hop is a big part of my life as well. I yeah. think that's a big part of the culture as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And being a DJ, you have to embrace everything. If my wife is like, you know, I don't know what the fuck she's doing, but I'm just saying like, you know, like you have to embrace that and this kid and you have to make work. sure that this kid knows his history. Yeah, and is is, yeah. is absorbing every exactly. every part of their of her of, of his mother's side and his father's side. Yeah. yeah. I just think a lot of times people get caught up in trying to fit in and I ha- I know a bunch of friends that I have that are Latino that don't speak Spanish because their parents didn't embrace them to to have that side of their culture come or, into the states. Or they were too busy to be around their kid. Or they thought it was maybe they thought maybe it hindered them to like my mom didn't speak Korean with me mm-hmm. because she thought it would hinder me in my survival in the world. Okay, yeah. you understand? She but, wanted but, me to be completely American. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you know, like if they think you're if they think that you can't speak any English, like that's gonna hold you back in this world. So you have to be more American than the, than the typical American. Yeah, right? but understand? she made sure you knew about your. Korean, his yes, but then now she. Time. But when I got older, she regrets it. She's like, I fucked up because I should have spoken Korean because you don't speak Korean. Mm-hmm. And she would speak English at home. Mm-hmm. But it's also she worked two to three jobs, right? Yeah, and so she didn't have time to teach me Korean. So it was faster to communicate with me in English. Mm-hmm. You understand what I mean? Yeah. There's all of these things that come into play. Yeah. But, yeah. But but in the end, I feel like it could be like that with Spanish-speaking households as well. Well, yeah. Right? My mom didn't know English, so all I got was Spanish. But right. I learned English at school. Yeah. But again, like I know a few friends that it was primarily English in their household, and no Spanish, even though their parents speak i mean speak uh spoke spanish spoke spanish very fluently yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's just i, I mean i think that's why a, you have trouble speaking english sometimes yes yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> writing <laughs> and reading and all that shit no i mean it's, it's facts i had second language of english the whole time but yeah it just it's one of those things but i think what your mom did was i mean i wish my mom would have pulled that a little bit more that she spoke to me like she made me learn english before i learned spanish yeah. I think what your mom did was was uh, actually, I think it's it's better that way. I oh, think yeah. I think it's better that way because you're learning your native language. Yeah, I'm fluent from from where your mom's city was, from from her accent to the some the the I words mean, that yeah, she yeah, used yeah, and yeah, the terminology yeah. and it represents what like what part of Mexico is she from? She's from the south. The She's south. So like you, when people talk to you, they can tell you're from the south yes. of Mexico. And I think that's important. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I not only I think that's something that it's a story of his family, and it continues on with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when he speaks to his, you know, his kid, he's never gonna. You're never gonna have a kid, though. Yeah. Are, are, <laughs> <really>? Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but like, but I think it's important that they have. I fucking hate you sometimes. No, I think it's important that they have the same accent. They no, say of the same words, and and you're gonna talk probably a little mix of you know of your mom's side and probably. You know, Spanglish. like, like yeah, Spanglish, yeah. bro. So, it's. I just think, like, if you're with a woman and you have a kid with her, and she don't give a fuck about your side or, right. like, you know, your history, uh, that's already a fucking yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. That's a red flag. <laughs> We're bringing yeah, back. Trying that. to like give Spe- some options like, as to why maybe it's not what it no, used to be. No, no, no. Even no. in in uh, grammar school, in uh, middle school, I went to a predominantly black and Latino school, mm-hmm. private school, and then. Uh, black history, there was a big emphasis on it. 
um, yeah. in the culture and then learning like who invented what, um, the street systems, all the inventions, yeah, for the really. light bulb, all, yeah. that, all mm-hmm. that good stuff. And then when I got to high school, it was a huge difference in um, diversity. So black history didn't really get any kind of attention it got a like slight attention. It got more attention when you was like in junior when high. I was in a predominantly was black and Latino school. I saw more of it, but when I got to high school, it was a little different. Mm-hmm. More white, more more. Um, it was just a bigger melting pot of uh, different races at my high school. So Black History Month just it was a thing, and we were like, yeah, like it was cool, but it but wasn't. Like you said, it doesn't feel like Black History Month. Yeah, this month. Yeah. It's like. It's funny Nike still releases uh, Black <laughs> History say, Month. The reason I Did know because I see they got the yeah they release every, they got the Black History Month packs. Yeah, they always do the Black History. Y'all motherfuckers are such suckers, yo. That's how y'all know it's Black History Month. <laughs> no, Nike well, is well I no, I know that regardless, but I'm just saying. I, I just know it by being the shortest not, month of the year. That's all. Yeah. You can't forget that. Yeah, I just think. Month. Oh, come God. on, you know what? motherfuckers say the same thing for like thirty years, yo. Yeah, man. Not to the podcast. <laughs> Of course, you know they gave us the shortest month in the year. It's, uh, it's twenty. Well, we got twenty nine days this year. Yeah, yeah y'all good. Leap year. One Mexi- day more. Mexicans hey. only got three days. <laughs> Independence, Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> y'all got like four Independence days though. No, Cinco de the, Mayo is in real. What the fuck nah, is that? That's a battle. That's a battle that nobody the really acknowledges. The real uh, Mexican Independence Day is in September. September. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the fight. Fight night. Fight weekend. Usually, it's a fight weekend. <laughs> that's how I know about that. But they one. do it both weekends. They do <laughs> yeah, it on May sixth too. Yeah. Yeah. They either throw the barbecue either or. Yeah, Mexicans are big on boxing. Big on boxing. Oh, yeah. yeah. America tries to milk whatever they can. Oh, yeah. The make that make that extra money. Make that extra money. Sure. Yeah, unfortunately. And I know Jamie wants to talk about Valentine's Day coming up. Right? <laughs> Mr. Heartbreak. I'm a heartthrob. Mr. Steal Your Girl. Mr. Steal Your Girl. Take her out for some time. What are you doing for Valentine's Day? Are you seeing a shorty? Probably, yeah. Yeah? I just got In Vegas or in LA? I want to know where. Which city? LA. Both? You're gonna, do, you're gonna split it? Split. You're gonna see one on Friday, one on Saturday, Pro- one on Sunday? <laughs> That's too much money, man. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> nah, What's up, man? Nah, I just don't know which one to choose yet. Huh? Nah, I don't know which one I'm gonna choose yet. Yeah. Woman. Oh, you got, got options. Wait, wait, wait. You got wait, wait, options. Oh, I like you got this. options. <laughs> yeah. Damn, Jay. Damn. Really? I got options. You gotta uh, keep it. Yeah. You gotta you gotta choose quick because Valentine's Day is nah, nah, nah. Yeah, four days. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday's a good call. So when you choose this Valentine's, what you gonna you have anything planned or yeah, that, I mean, dinner shit, you know, buy, send her some roses to the Where does to Jamie the take a girl to, where does, the, where does Jamie not, take a girl to on Valentine's Day? What, what, what we place talked do about you take before? Shorty to. I, well, before, well, before. Can, can I take a guess? Go ahead. Cheese, I told you this. Cheesecake Factory. That used to be the first date place. I used to take girls to uh, first date at Cheesecake. Wait, like 10 years ago? Nah, bro, <laughs> like five, like five you can't, years wait, ago. Wait, 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 wait. You're, you're 30, right? Yeah. Can you take... In your thirties, you can't take a shorty to cheesecake. You factory. can't take them to cheesecake you on Valentine's Day. No, that was the first to Red Lobster. You can't do that. Nah, they can't do Red I Lobster. said Valentine's Day. That's like, where do you take a shorty on Valentine's Day? Oh, I'm I'm probably gonna take it to Perch. It's in LA. It's a rooftop joint. Yeah, that's like a tourist spot though. That's cool. Got the view. Listen, the view is cool. That's like a hundred fifty dollar dinner. That's about two. But yeah, yeah, you can afford two. It's a for two. You can't afford okay. a Friday like that and a Saturday and a Sunday? I, <laughs> you can't the drop 600 is, for the weekend? Nah, what? <laughs> you crazy. It's and so that's much. just dinner, too. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's just dinner. <laughs> you still got to send the roses to the crib or work or whatever. You're probably going to order the, the fucking champagne at the spot. So it's a, It gets expensive by the end of I the mean, night. I mean, I don't think you have to do the champagne, man. <laughs> I mean, wine. Girls love wine. 
for, first of all, he doesn't know anything about champagne. <laughs> yeah, I know, so, right? Like, I'm about to say, what kind of champagne would you order? Whatever they have at 7 Eleven. You're getting the whole package there. He's getting yeah, the roses. Right there. The roses with the plastic teddy bear on the shit, right? <laughs> and you're getting you the, the wine. Make sure you take out the price tag. Yeah. <laughs> Some like uh, Valentine's Day themed Kit Kats. Add that shit to the whole thing. <laughs> the heart shaped Reese's? Yeah. yeah. But come on, man. The heart shaped M&M's. Look, listen, they don't give a fuck how much you spend. It's the effort that they love. Oh, my God. All right, so you just expose all your whole Valentine's Day plans out there. Yeah, pretty much. Like a fucking sucker. <laughs> like, your shit is out there. <laughs> these shorties are going to hear this shit. I you're, hope not. You, these shorties listen. Yo, the shorties you mess with, they listen to the podcast? I think a few. Oh, you fucked you're up. You fucked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to listen to this Valentine's Day night. They'll be like, I ain't fucking with that uh, shit. That's a cheap one. perch. The perch. That's, that's the, the best. Spot. That's the best he could do. Seven Eleven roses. <laughs> the Reese's heart shape. Yeah. D. I know you're doing it right. What you doing for Valentine's Day? Um, I. Well, uh, I don't think. No, no. I have to. I have to work on Valentine's Day. So uh-huh. if I do anything, it'll be the day before. Yeah, it kind of sucks yeah. that Valentine's Day is on a Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why does it suck? Because you can't take a shorty out. Like we can't. DJs can't take. A shorty yeah. Out. Yeah. Well, I'm working that night too. Yeah, and I'm taking it before. So then, wait, wait. So then, you got to celebrate it on a Thursday, or a Saturday, or the same night, or like Sunday, early in the right? night, or on a Monday or some shit. <laughs> I think That's a Thursday too. makes the most sense. Right? Thir- thir- yeah. If you would have, I'm also working would, Thursday. Though, so I would say like the day before, because Thursday goes into Friday, which is That's smart. The Valentine's yeah. Day. Never's never's been never's on his game. Never's planning this shit. I've been yeah. doing this for a minute. <laughs> 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 Take notes. What and am I doing? And, and then when uh, midnight hits, you know, never look at the short and be like, "It's officially Valentine's." Day. <laughs> <laughs> and then I say, "Raise your glass and we just do a toast." Happy Valentine's Day, Pars. Hey, so, what kind of a shorty actually? What kind of a shorty cares? Uh, you think it's bad if a shorty cares too much about Valentine's Day? A little bit. Mm, no, not really. Really? No. It's like the one time during the year you just have to give them some. Give us some leeway or whatever. I think if a shorty cares too much about Valentine's Day, she a demon. Yeah? Yeah. Straight like, up. Like, right, what is your, um, what you consider caring too much about Valentine's Day? Like caring too much? Like making it a thing for like, yeah, like making it a fucking fear. But it's not a big like deal. A, like like a marketing like, campaign for, yeah. like, or for Nike on social media. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit. Like, I, mean, I need the picture. A, a dinner. I, and I need balloons. I need the pictures. I need the roses. I, mean, I need the... The flowers on the floor, like you know, yeah, the that's, that's, that's crazy. Shit yeah, coming yeah. to America, that's like some TV coming show to shit. America, man. that's some demon. <laughs> shit. That's like some movie shit. Shorty is a demon, yo. Shorty is a demon. I'm gonna tell you something. If your girl wants that shit, and if she's listening to this while with you and she's next to you, and she wants this, she's a demon. Yeah. <laughs> she's an absolute demon. Yeah. She's one of us. She's a fucking she, diablo. Because she wants the rose, rose petals leading to the bed. Yeah, because that's not what Valentine's Day is about, yo. I know. It's not. It's crazy. Not, I don't know what it's about, but I know it's not about that. Cricket, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing on Valentine's Day? Huh? What are you doing on Valentine's Day? I, I'm, you know what, man? You're I'm treating yourself out? No, no, no. What a king. <laughs> uh, I'm probably going to do something for my mom. I'll send something for oh, my look mom. At that, I went the that, safe route. Look at the <laughs> yeah. you know, I'll send something for, to my niece and my sisters. That's my good. number ones, my number no, ones, my, my mother, my sister. I like that. Yeah, my mother, my sister, my niece. Can't niece. go wrong with that. All you I know? know is the girl that likes you listens to this, and now you can't. Yeah, that's what you're playing no, the same. Shit, man. Oh, yeah. yo, I want to talk about this tweet though, since we're talking about diablas and demons. Diablo. Did you see that DJ moment tweet of? Uh, like, I heard about the it. Netflix and chill. When I actually I did see it. Yeah, yeah when shorties are stealing like gear. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. How much shit. gear have y'all lost from shorties? I've though? lost but a couple of t-shirts. I feel like gear is almost collateral damage if you got a shorty staying at your crib and staying over. Like you gonna take, she's gonna take some shirts to go home or sleep in. Like, nah, but you kind of yeah, choose what she should get. But you know what? I had a shorty. I was just telling you, I had a shorty take one of my favorite t-shirts of all time. I had that Run DMC. Beastie Boys Together Forever 1987 t-shirt. Oh, shit. And that shit is like worth a, a $1,000. <laughs> shit. I didn't realize it was going to be worth that much money. So, Do you remember who took it? Who you gave yeah, it to? Yeah, I do. What yeah. year was it? Um, 93 Ooh. or 94. Damn. 93 Coochie, yo. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's that vintage stuff. That must have been some goody good. You yeah, get rid of the Run DMC yeah, t-shirt? Yeah. And I know how much you love Run DMC. I didn't even think, it, I didn't think about it. I was like, oh, this shit is so wash, man. Nobody gives a fuck about this shit. <laughs> to wash. Yeah. Little did I know that shit is worth like a G now. And it was like, fuck, man. And any condition is worth a G. Yeah. You should hit her back up now. <laughs> I, I did. Hey, big head. I did. I said, hey, you still got that shirt? She's like, nah, I don't have that shit. Dude, I can relate to that shit. What happened? Dude. So this, it's funny that MoMA tweeted this shit out because this happened to me like about two weeks ago. So I, I was dating a shorty like 2013 or whatever, 14. Um, you know when you, I mean, you date girls or whatever and they end up stealing shit from you. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, what happened? Especially that. So, so she stole one of my hoodies and yeah. then I hit her back after we broke up. I was like, yo, what's good with my hoodie? Where's it at? And she basically said, yo, I lost it. I was like, all right, whatever. Call it an L. Keep it moving. And then two weeks ago, I was on Instagram, and I go on her Insta story, and she posts a video with her new dude. Oh. And then, no, it gets fucking worse. <laughs> Homie was wearing my fucking oh, sweater. Oh, no, shit. Wait, are you sure that was the same sweater? No, that sweater? was the same fucking hoodie. It could have been like a coincidence. They no, it had after. Mike Tyson's face in the fucking middle. I was, I was like, yo, nobody else made that hoodie, and I know Damn. where I bought it. So he was wearing, I felt a way, and I was like, I don't even know if it's. <laughs> Did he look like you? Nah, he's skinny. <laughs> he's like skinnier than Derek. Oh, damn. And he's he's yeah, so he was sw- swimming in that shit. Yeah, he was swimming in that nah, shit. He was looking, he was swaggy. He was looking oversized, right? <laughs> he that hoodie swaggy, was 2XL. Or X, yeah, it was a 2XL. So he was looking XL. swaggy. And he's an easy medium in a shirt. That's crazy. I man. was just like, and he was like, Fucking cleaning the the garden, and I was like, "Yo, my man, like you Damn really ruined my." Yo, did you hit, hit this girl? No, nah, I thought toy. about it. You should have. And then I was in. The, I was actually going to ask you, what should I? What should my approach be? You should have. be like, "Hey, I like the uh, sweater <laughs> your man have. It looks familiar." Yeah. Do you want it back? <laughs> Dog, it's just that I remember that was a limited edition hoodie that it, it was like. And he's out there fucking doing yard work in it? Yeah. Jamie, you better handle that shit. You better get that shit Yo, sweater man. back, man. That's crazy. Yo, she's a demon, man. Why are you still following her, though? Because we're friends. Not, I keep, not, I, not really. Not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, now I know because now she's, you know, she did that. But I keep it cool with a lot of the girls I date. But yeah, I just happened to click on her story, too. Wow, you know, man. That same fucking day. And I was tight. I got upset. No. You should send a message. Like, you, know, you want your hoodie back? <laughs> I don't even like. I, I was like, let me ask the fellas what they think. Oh, you sh- didn't you say? Um, you asked her about that hoodie back in the days, and she said that. Yeah, that was, was like two years ago, and she said, "Yo, I lost it." And then homies wearing it, and it looks in the same fucking condition that I left it at. Damn, damn. She hit her and be like, "Yo, nice hoodie." Yeah. We, we all know who's the winner of this story. Yeah, of course. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Homie wearing my fucking hoodie, yeah. That's right. We know yeah. who the winner is. Yeah, don't be a sucker. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if I've ever lost anything that... Uh, actually, I lost a, a few tees. 
But I don't know, man. Like, I don't really care about that shit. I feel like it was, you know, it is what it is. I'm not like you. I, I wouldn't give a fuck if the, the ex was wearing my gear. I mean, I would feel a certain way. Would you? I wouldn't care. Even, I mean, she said that she lost the sweater. I shouldn't even be in this. But then again, I shouldn't be even allowed to look into this world. But the thing is, you know if that saying? dude, yeah. if the guy knew that that was Jamie's sweater, he wouldn't want to wear it. I don't think he knew that. <laughs> I well, wouldn't want to wear it either. I'm pretty sure he knows it was like a you know ex boyfriend like, sweather. Yeah, it yeah it's 2XL. She's would not 2XL. Yo, D, would you wear, like, if you was hanging out with <laughs> Yo. some girl you're seeing <laughs> and she offered you some dude gear, would you wear it? Hell no. But what if she lying to you? <laughs> then yeah, yo, you know that's that's oh it. my god, what a demon, yo! <laughs> she probably lied to him. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't think he knows that's, that's my, Jamie's sweater. She probably sweater. said that's my brother's. Yeah, probably because me and her brother yeah. kind of like same height. So you could tell how much of a demon a wow, shorty man. is when you go to a closet and there's all this oversized gear. Yeah, then I'm yeah. a Peruvian. Oh, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. She was vicious, man. Fucking demons, bro. Yeah, man. She yeah. But I think I'm gonna hit her up and be like, "Yo, what's good?" Now, if you ask for that shit, that shit is whack, bro. <sighs> nah, like that shit shit cool. Cool. I would just joke about it. I'd be like, "Yo, that's, I like that sweater, yeah, your yeah, boyfriend." Looks <laughs> no, for me, yo. No, no lie. I remember one time I was dating a chick, and she was like just rocking like she was into like rocking like little big shirts around the crib. And one time she had like an official like shirt from like an NBA team. And it was from like a dude she used to date. And I'm like, yo, stop wearing that shit, man. Like, damn. <laughs> and it's just like fucking two X. I'm fucking rocking mediums and shit. Like, shit made me uncomfortable, bro. He was thinking about that that, that huge NBA NBA dick that she was thinking. About. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, six why are you seven. Why are you like, Why are you reminding me of this shit? Rocking around with this fucking. <laughs> Every time she wore that, D was at the free throw line. Like, fuck. <laughs> 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 Fuck it. This is the competition I'm dealing with right now. God damn it. That shit ain't cool, man. It's like that a long, fun. like, it's like a, it's a constant reminder. She was getting long dick, like, right now, right? <laughs> and then there's like a level, there's like a level of comfort that she's like, wearing this thing you, with. Yeah, you know I know. She <laughs> loved that yeah, shit. She's, she's like, like mm, I she's remember that long. She's like, I was getting stroked out with it. I remember, oh shit, I was getting stroked out. Smelling it. <laughs> that's vicious, man. Yo, man. Smells that's like, some vicious shit. Yeah, that's vicious man. as fuck. It smells like men's cologne. Oh, it still smells like him. Yeah, chill, 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 chill. That's deep. Pause. That's it's, Hit, it's hitting deep. it from the back. You just like looking at her. Like, damn, man. She, she rocking this nigga's shirt, man. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking bitch. <laughs> yo, these shorties is demons, man. I'm telling you, man. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna cancel all check my the stash, yo, Check the stash, yo. Check the stash. I'm good. <laughs> it better be. Oh fun. man, yo, shorties are so sloppy these days too, man. They, they don't care. Sloppy. They don't care anymore. Nah, they juggling too much. Ah. They g'd up. They juggling. I think they are g'd up too. They are g'd up. Yeah, I think yeah, they're, they're like, like yo, who cares? I got options. Fuck so, you. So yeah, social media got them real g'd up. Yeah, yeah, but they sloppy. They sloppy. They're not good with it. They're not good with it. They're not. They're not. No. Anyway, we should, we should move on. <laughs> uh, any new music y'all listen to? <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you call? It? Actually, we we should acknowledge the fact that the Hard Rock closed. Right. Yeah. yeah. Did, did any of you guys go there that weekend? I did. Okay. I actually um on Sunday I placed a bet for the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And then I went back Monday because I hit on one of my tickets. Oh yeah. And like literally when I walked in Monday morning. Yeah. Everything was gone. 
Wow. Like the sports book was closed up. They took all the TVs down off the walls. There was no gaming. Like it was literally an empty vessel, like an empty wow, shell man. of itself. Damn. Like none of the restaurants were open. Like they couldn't, I mean, they were like literally as, I think they closed at 4 p.m. that day. Mm-hmm. Like I went, in, I went in around like 1 and it was just, it was completely like a ghost town up in there. Are they going to revamp yeah. it or what they're doing? Does anybody yeah. know? Um, Virgin's taking over. It's okay. going to become Virgin Hotels. Okay. Yeah, Hard Rock was uh, a staple in Vegas. Like they at had one point, yeah, they had the uh, nightclub babies. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it was Body English. Yep, mm-hmm. and um, Rehab. Were they the first? Party? Yeah, they had the, the first day, day. First day party. Yeah, the first day party. Was so Rehab was the rehab. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that started a whole huge. Yeah, it was like a. Wasn't it like a reality show? It was. At one point, oh yeah, it was. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. a real world. It was yeah. so big, like it was a reality show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, I dude, like the Hard Rock has done a lot for the city. They created day parties. Yeah, they had some the of Sundays, the best clubs. It ever. was called Rehab, right? Was that the, the yeah, Sundays? Right. Party? The Sunday party Rehab. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then they had Sundays at Body English. Yeah, yeah. and then what is Sunday School? Sunday School, and then what was the. Uh, the, was it Vanity that yes. opened? Vanity, yeah. Vanity, yeah. I remember Vanity. But that stayed open for like a year or less than a year. No, it was like oh. 10. It was like it two, two, two years. No, maybe two years. It didn't last that long. I remember I went. Yeah, I remember I went. You took me there, dude. Yeah. 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 What was the demise of Hard Rock? Was that new club? I everything so. was shifting. It was like everybody you know? just wanted to stay on the strip. Nobody really wanted to go off the strip. Go off the strip. Because yeah. their demise happened at the same time as the Palms, right? Cause well, almost, almost, a little almost bit, similar, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you think it has to do with like spring break? And I thought. Shit like that? I mean, it was the it, regardless. The day party kept going. I mm. thought body English was like at the apex of it, and then when Vanity came out, it didn't. It, when Vanity opened, it, it didn't live up to the hype. It as didn't as live up to the hype. Yeah, as and then you, and then everything else started popping up. You had. Tao was popping. You had Marquia just opened. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Excess just opened a year prior. Mm. So like all those. Just all those options, I think, hurt it too. And the fact that, it, mm-hmm. like you said, it was off the strip. Yeah. I honestly think when the Wet, Re- Wet Republics and the Encore Beach Clubs were open, yeah. everyone just yeah. like when excess, when all of those wind properties started popping off, mm-hmm. that's when it was a wrap for uh, the, the Palms Har- and the Hard Rock. Rock. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like all the attention shifted towards yeah. Yeah. those hotels, Lindsay New Hotel. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, there was a huge legacy with the Hard Rock Hotel, man. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to them. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, One Oak is going to close end of March. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. before April. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout to One Oak. They've been open a while. They had though. a good run. Yeah, yeah. very good. When, yeah. when did they open? Never. You would know, right? You I, were, I you opened were there. it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Shit, man. Was it 2011 or 12? Wow. Something like that. It's yeah. a good nine year. They run, closed huh? right after. Um. What was the club we DJ at? Jet. 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 Right they after opened. Jet opened. Open? Yeah. Jet. Jet closed that September. And then One Oak opened that December. Oh, so, yeah, so it has to be 2011. 2011, yeah. 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 They got to it quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. I'm actually DJing the last night. I think it's a Saturday. I think we should all go. Yeah. Yeah. One last hoorah. Nine years is a good run. Very good. Not, yeah, man. That's a really good run. Hell yeah. Uh, congrats, not congrats to them, but yeah, congrats on the nine years run, but you know. Yeah. Uh, they're closing Lots as well. Lots of memories in that spot. A lot of spots closing in Vegas, man. Hard Rock closing, One Oak closing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, chaos, chaos. Chaos, chaos is closed already. Chaos closed. Is it yeah. true that they turn it into a water park? I think they, that's what they said. All, all, like a year round. They're gonna water turn park. into a water park. That's gonna be dope. If it happens, As if that happens, yeah. If it happens, it's wow, gonna man. take a lot of construction. A lot of probably like another. I don't think it will. I don't think, don't it will think so. Take that I don't much. know, man. That was already a pool. That shit was already kind of poolish. I don't know, man. I think they'll kill it as a water park. Just, be, yeah. just be family friendly. Yeah. Into a different lane. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, does anyone go to that hotel? The new, the 
the, the palms. Nah. Is, is Apex open or no? Apex is still open. They're open. It is. Yeah. Still mm-hmm. doing. But it's like it's not the same as when they first opened up. They did yeah. a beautiful job renovating it, man. Yeah, yeah man. It's just like a. Like, I think that, once again, nobody want to leave the strip. You think that's they, it? They, I think Dude, so. It's like yeah. a fucking three minute car ride from the strip. It's not even far. I don't think that's it. I don't. I think they went the wrong direction. Yeah. I think mm. they should have. I I don't think they should have went the high end. Direction that the wind and excess, right? Were Maybe a little more younger. They should have hit a younger like demographic, spring, spring yeah. break crowd, summer but college was, kids. Kind of like a more like they should have just continued that MTV energy that they had with yeah. like spring the break. real world spring break. Mm-hmm. Have it be somewhat affordable. Have there be like more restaurants and like activities in there that are like uh, like that you know kind of like more friendly to like twenty year olds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. felt like that was the way they should have gone instead of going like. You know the, that high, high end. end route, yeah. I think it it, it, it would have tapped into a different scene. Yeah, and because no one's trying to cater to these twenty, these young twenty year olds. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and but, that's what they did a great job at, right? In the early two thousands. But times yeah. is different back then, man. Yeah, yeah. So, it, I mean, definitely, it's definitely different. Yeah. But there's still a market for that, man. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. view of a, the apex, that view, I don't think it gets any better than that. Like that's one of the illest views on the on off the strip for sure. And then also, yeah. they never op- reopened Moon. Right. That was the other ho- um, club yeah. they had at the um, Palms. They got a lot of shit. Yeah. yeah, they got a lot of open spaces. They got in the, there. the, the oh yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they can do a lot of shit. I hope the water park happens. <laughs> I want to go. There. You're gonna go to that shit, I, dude. I love water parks. I feel like a water park is like a like a like a home for like disease and shit. <laughs> Probably. Fucking it's okay. Urine water and whatnot. People pissing in it. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Okay. Uh, what's the next? Kids, time? adults. <laughs> uh, by the way, new music, man. Little Wayne's album. Did y'all check it? I did. I did. He was spitting some shit on there. I don't know what you were listening to. You don't think he was spitting? I mean, it's the same shit he's been spitting for the past fucking six he's years. He's become like, uh, he made an Eminem album. Yeah, kind of redundant. But it wasn't bad. I actually enjoyed it. it was, I haven't listened it was, to it. Was it, it as was, bad as Eminem? I became cricket on that album. Can I play anything at the club? <laughs> it was pretty Probably bad. Probably not, man. I can't play shit at the club. It was pretty yeah. bad. I, I think I told you it was a four out of ten for me. I yeah. told cricket that, I think. It was pretty bad. It the Wayne's bad. World song was pretty bad, man. Wayne's World, when he was singing Party, oh, party time, time, excellent. <laughs> that was And not, he's oh, done man. that fucking hook before. I haven't, no, I yeah, haven't yes. listened to it. Oh, I, my God. Oh, I Can you cue up Wayne's World? Yeah, That was time. really. I don't think I want to listen to it. No, you got to hear it. <laughs> he's like. Dude, go ahead, Kurt. It was pretty bad, man. You could tell <laughs> that. Remember, like, there's been all this, like, footage of him saying he doesn't know who 21 Savage is. Yeah, he's not listening to and the new he's not listening to the new motherfuckers. Yeah, like he needs to like listen to the new motherfuckers. But how do you not know who Twenty One Savage? But he is? needs to work with these motherfuckers. You understand he needs what I'm a saying? New, he needs a new outlook and shit. I don't Here know. Here we go. Man. This is uh, Wayne's World and Little Wayne's. But Fuel go, Island. but go into like the the middle part where the chorus hits and shit. Wayne's World. This was hot in 2013, 2010 actually. Wayne's World. Party time, excellent. I mean, it don't sound that bad. <laughs> pretty fucking bad. This bro. is horrific. It's pretty. Is bad. there any like guest um, appearances on that? What was the like the one obvious club track that sounded horrific and it sounded like City? It sounded like City Girls tour. Fuck, what was that? Was that the OT Genesis It was like one? Clap It Up or some shit, right? It was some stupid Actually, shit. Oh, Clapform. Clapform. It's that New Orleans bounce. That sounds... 
playable in the club. You Sounds like that. twerk. But you can it's play that, it though. It's got that beat in the back. What's it called? The Trigger Man? Trigger Man beat? Yeah. Nah, man. That's, that's not, not it, it B. That's not it. But any but, um, uh, any guest appearances on the album, or is it just him? You got you got Big Sean, you got Lil Baby, you got J-Rock, Adam Levine, 2 Chains, Take Off, The Dream, Lil Twist. So you got some current rappers on Trip, uh, mm. XX Tentacion, OT Genesis. It's not that. It's not it. It's, it's not, not it, buddy. Too many songs. Did you like uh, Russ's album? Russ's was good. That uh, that Rick Ross joint was dope. There was yeah. like a couple other joints that were that was that was hitting. Nothing crazy to play in the club, but it's very dope to listen. I mean, it was it was a it was a it was a, it was a good album. It was a, it was a decent listen. Like I didn't hear anything, and I was like, that's horrible. Yeah, this is our guess what with Rick Ross. Yeah. The beat is fucking nasty, man. So like, yeah, he he did his thing on that shit. Go ahead. Eating till I'm fat enough, rise again like Lazarus. They be thinking what I'm saying. Tell me how you mad at us? Ooh, this pussy's good as fuck. It's tempting not to wrap it up. Bitch, I'm about to block you because that shit's gonna have me acting up. Pass the blunt and laugh it up and celebrate my life. Nah, this just sounds dope. Living, that beat. Yeah. He did his thing. He only did 65k though for the first week, right? Pretty. Uh, I'm surprised. But he that. just dropped out of nowhere, right? Yeah, it was. A, it's it kind was of a surprise. surprise. Release. The single for that was Best best on Earth with uh, Bia, so that's been about out for a minute. But, yeah, I don't know. I didn't even know he had dropped to Crooked Text Me. But Lil Wayne did 135K. That's not bad. I mean, that's kind of I mean, bad for him. That's it's almost it? like going gold in this day and age. But still, that's Lil Wayne. He should have sold more. What do you I expect about, from him, I think that's though. about accurate. Yeah, I don't expect him much than that. I what, did, what did Eminem do on his first week? He did two something. Oh, he did? Yeah. yeah. Never had, like yeah. 225 yeah, or whatever, yeah. but... Shit, that, that was decent, but yeah, I think, I think, I think the hardcore um, Lil Wayne fans are gonna still support him and, and listen to that album and think it's good. It's like the Eminem. Yeah, yeah. It's a, he's like he has a, a lane. He's built like an Eminem crowd. Yeah. The only thing is he can spit. He's spitting some shit. Yeah, he just needs to work with like younger artists and younger producers. Yeah, and uh, and honestly, he needs to listen to them. Yeah, because he says he doesn't listen to anybody, but him, but his, but his yeah, he shit. needs to hear their music and 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 kind of like. A, not adapt their styles, but he could probably do some fun shit with like you know what I mean, like kind of mixing his style with them. Make it yeah, yeah, find his and own just lane. like really collaborating with some of these new artists and like really having fun with it instead of just being like in a cave and making music, you know? <laughs> which, which is what this sounds like. He was in a cave, yeah, pretty much by himself. That's just what doing Eminem drugs. does, right? Yeah, it just sounds like he was just doing drugs, listening to like a bunch of dated ass beats and like in a cave and like. Coming out with an album and shit. Is Drake on the album? No Drake uh, appearances? No Drake. Wow. No Drake or Nicki appearances. Mm. Are they good or are they not good? What do you mean? Oh, Lil I don't Wayne? know. I don't know, to be honest. I know he, I know Drake and Nicki are not that good, but other than that, I don't know Damn. from uh, the other two. Nicki's not good with nobody. <laughs> All right. Shit. Wait, how's it? Yikes. I even haven't heard that shit, man. Is it good? Everyone's uh, saying it's good. I don't like that. It's, it's, right. it's not Dude, it's she's not spitting, but I'm just pissed because Nikki made me lose a hundred bucks to never. She man, she let me down. Wait, how did you lose money? We made that bet when she appeared on SNL. SNL. Oh, that she's gonna have a feature. You said yeah. Lil Wayne was gonna come out. Lil Wayne or Drake was gonna come out. Yeah, I was like, that was that was stupid. Come on, man. <laughs> well, nah. people were kind of tight for her, uh, for that uh, line she put in there, right, with the Rosa Parks shit. Yeah, yeah. Like people were kind of like, "Yo, like that was mad disrespectful for her to like I don't know. put Rosa Parks in the line." Like, I don't expect anything from during Black, Black History Month. Black History Month, you yeah. can't disrespect Rosa Parks. <laughs> what she say? Like, get your ass up, like Rosa Parks. Or yeah. Something? yeah. Damn. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so offensive. Uh, what do you call it? 
Uh, yo, let's talk about these remixes. Mm-hmm. Some good remixes. Yeah, it's been good. Yo, shout out to uh, Nick Bike. He's actually been having. We right. actually we missed the window to get Nick Bike on the podcast F- uh, a few months ago. Yeah, yeah, he was in Vegas, but it was like he, he was, was here for like a quick in and out, pause. twelve hours. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he dropped a remix of Controller in the Box. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you got it queued up. I got. Um, it's a pretty dope remix though, man. Like I would play this shit. Yeah, either early. It's like nice. Uh, Lounge well, vibes, opening, opening yeah, like set. lounge vibes or like early in the night kind of shit. It's good, man. It's really good. Refreshing. Like that shit. Hey yo, shout to uh, what do you call it? Uh, Bella Fiasco. She had a dope set at um, a Serato. A Serato mix set, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I even hit her up. She was playing a lot of remixes. I was like, yo, what are these remixes? One of them was I Nick Bikes remix. Shit. Yeah, it was uh, Michael Jackson. Never can say goodbye. No, no, that wasn't the remix. There was the Family Feud with the High oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sisters. Yeah. I like it. I like it. It's fucking fresh, man. I don't know if there's anywhere in Vegas I can play this, but nah, it's dope, though. And uh, what do you call it? Bella also had this dope uh, Michael Jackson Never Can Say Goodbye by Beatnik and Case Salam. I really like this joint. This one is dope. Um, let me try to get this queued up. Damn, this shit is from 2010, this remix. Yeah. It's crazy. That's nasty. Hey, by the way, we should, we, we should probably end it right on, around this, right? It's Just a good because, song. like, we should end it on this song, right? It's a good note. Uh, what do you call it? We got to give a shout, though, to Sam. Big shout to Sam. Sam, Sam Bracamontes. Yes. <laughs> Sam is that. the homie. He was uh, working with 1942 uh, Don Julio. Now he's with Whistlepig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, we've been talking to him for, like, a few months now about him starting his own podcast and whatnot. Yeah, he's been in development. Yeah. He's been time. super supportive with us here with at the Road Podcast. And we want to give uh you know our fellow Las Vegas uh motherfucking nightlife dude in the in the industry a shout. What's his podcast about? Just uh it's 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 called Corporate Entrepreneurs and you can find that on Apple Podcasts. And he basically just touches a lot of bases on how to approach either business or approach how to go into a meeting and stuff like that. He shows you like the better side of it, yeah. More, but he. I mean, go listen to it. He explains it better. Than he's I. a he's a fucking hustler, man. That yeah. dude yeah. Oh, stays yeah, active and on the grind. That motherfucker earns his for real, yo. And then on Instagram, he's uh, corporate underscore entrepreneurs. You can give him a follow, and then he puts up his videos in there. Yep. Uh, what do you call it? 
And I think that's it, man. I think we're going to end it right here. Have a great Valentine's Day this week. Uh, much love. All my fellas, stay away from the demons, the Diablas. Stay away from that shit. Make sure she don't take your gear. She'll take your gear. Take your t-shirt, your sweaters. If she, if she cares too much about Valentine's Day, yo, just know. It's a red flag. It's a red flag. You got to end it. You got to have a conversation with her. You know what I'm saying? You got to pull her aside. And let her know it's not about that, yo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Smart. Far more things, so, It's never too hard to say goodbye. That's all I got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs>